Welcome to Not Quite Scottish Imports! Welcome to Not Quite Scottish Imports. Don't come in still, COVID's still a thing. I know a lot of people think it isn't, but it is. We don't we don't want it. I've already had it and it was horrible. So stay out there and just tell us what you want. Hopefully we can help. If we can't, then oh too bad. You sucks for you. Alright, anyway, I'm Claire. Joining me is Brad and Tammy. Here they are. Here they are over there. Hey guys. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know why we're over here? Because Claire had COVID and we're making That's her right. stay over there. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> s- I'm still unclean. So we're gonna separate from Claire. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what my germs. All it's right, the fog. guys. The fog I, um... carried COVID over to me. <laughs> Not, the fog mm. shut down our podcast. <laughs> yeah, it happens. All right, guys. Today we are covering the second episode of season three, Line of Fire. Mm. <laughs> Got so much stuff to talk about. But first, is this the right title for this episode? No, no, not but at Brad, all. Do not start talking about that because our listeners will be very upset and start questioning <laughs> the titles of episodes of That's true. Highlander. Don't do yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not. I don't. I don't get it. That's no. why I had to keep looking up. Like, at least last time, it was like, the samurai. All right, cool. That <laughs> that at least works for the title mm-hmm. of that episode. And, uh, you know, counterfeit one and two. Cool. All right, I get why. But yeah, why line, is it called, but like, two immortals and a baby or something? Three immortals and a baby. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good title. I like yeah, that. I like two it. men, a Joe, and a baby. <laughs> Oh yeah, so I don't I don't know why, but we're gonna start with sixty second summary. Oof. No. All right, all of our name, all of our names are in a device. Oh, mm-hmm. Claire is so mm-hmm. nervous. <laughs> oh, Alexa, my collar. Open sixty second summary. Okay, let me pick. Brown. Oh, Yay! come on. <sighs> Thanks, Thanks Alexa. I'm gonna rig this thing next time. <laughs> hey, Alexa. Thank you. Yeah, you just put Claire's name in there three times. <laughs> That's no. It won't even let me do that. What? Yeah, because she's on my side. Ugh, rude. She's my buddy. <sighs> All right, well. You could take our names off, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, well, Brad. Take a moment, collect your thoughts. Think about all the things that happened. Think about how cash some a certain someone's clothes were this episode. Um, I just, yeah, think about the fashions. Uh, think about the annoying lullaby music. Think about the priest. Oh, think about the priest. Think about that wedding. <laughs> There's a think lot about- to think about. <laughs> think There's about so that much- quickening. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh god, I can't believe how much is in the, like packed like, into I'm this episode. I'm just scrolling through disgust. the episode and I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> but you gotta There's think of lot. it all. But you also have to think of it and say it very quickly. You only have sixty yeah. seconds to tell us about this episode without going ridiculously over or under. Because <laughs> God, I don't even know what kind of chump you'd be. Because it's you, there's a bevy of options. <laughs> mm-hmm. You'd be a tightly permed hair immortal chump. Oh, <laughs> I got some fun facts about him. All right. Or you'd be a Joe's sex barge. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be a, a blues bar, <laughs> a blues bar, a sex bar. I don't know what this, I don't know what we're going to call Joe's bar, but. <laughs> it's a sex bar. It's the sex barge, but just with the. It's the G-E sex bar. It's the sex yeah. bar. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, Brad, you'll be going in three, two, one, go. 
So, uh, the foxiest girl Richie's ever known <laughs> comes back into his life and is like, hey, uh, I got a baby and it's yours. Even though he's an immortal and can have babies, he's like, well, maybe. I mean, she's the foxiest girl I've ever known in my life. Durr. Um, Duncan's like a real sad sack about the whole thing. Whatever. Because yeah. he's still thinking about his Lakota lady and how she got murdered by Kern. P.S. Kern's back. Um, Kern's a real big scary creep. He is real gross. I don't like him at all. Also, Joe's open an awesome bar and I can't wait to spend more time there um somehow like richie's like all right duncan i guess maybe this isn't a good idea because she might get injured because that kind of thing that can happen duncan's like yeah you should never have love in your life ever because you should push everyone away from you or shoot yourself in front of the people you love i don't know duncan's really bad at everything don't listen to him in the end uh duncan kills kern and it's the weirdest quickening ever and he says goodbye to his lakota lady <laughs> One minute. <laughs> is it the weirdest or is it the best quickening ever? Both. I can't Both. decide. <laughs> I really, I, I hated it and also loved it, and I want yeah. him to float during every <laughs> quickening. So good. <laughs> I also want like the, the footage in the background to not quite be right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so good. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Um, Claire. What do you have Hello. For- hey, what do you have for fun fact? Oh, this episode is the first appearance of Joe's Bar, later renamed La Blue's Bar, which also <laughs> made me laugh because... Nice. <laughs> um, uh, from the dialogue between Richie and Donna, one could get the impression the character Donna had been in a previous episode. The fact is, she has not been. Uh, <laughs> and in the pilot... <laughs> fun fact. In the pilot episode... Um, Duncan and Connor were shown mourning over a slaughtered Native American village. This episode tells the story of why Mac was there and why he tried to leave the game. Uh, also, Kern, creepy guy, like you said, Brad. The mm-hmm. actor is Randall Tex Cobb. He's been in everything. I recognised him from Raising Arizona, Ace Ventura. He's having a good year, you know. Ace Ventura's in the box office, maybe. And he was also uh, in this episode, probably. Uh, he played Gruff Man in Ace Ventura. Walker, Texas Ranger. He was in the X-Files as Bert Zupanic. I don't remember what episode that was in, but sure. I'm sure Brad and Tammy remember it fondly. Mm. Um, I blocked that show out of my mind. He was in Liar, Liar. Oh, I looked it up. It was the one with Kathy Griffin. Oh. Oh, wow. Oh, no. Okay. Um... What else was he in? There was something else, and I was like, oh. Oh, he was in Zatoichi rip-off movie Blind Fury, which is is uh, Rutger Howell running around with a sword. Very Highlander-like. Uh, yeah, he's just been in everything, basically. Yeah, he also was a professional boxer prior to being an actor. So yeah. he's just he's like a scary a, dude. He's a big dude. Um, I have a couple fun facts. Uh, first, mm. I'm going to talk about the set real quick. Uh, they So we they've got the transcript for the i don't know behind the scenes whatever that they the dvd extras uh so one of the people that speaks is steven gagan who's the production designer um he does talk a bit about joe's bar but i'm not going to get into that now because i feel like we're going to end up talking about joe's bar in future episodes so not not, josie's bar not josie's bar no joe's bar but Mm -hmm. i mean other than they wanted a place where there were like kind of a lot of dark corners so people can appear and not appear and just you know come 
would come in and out pretty easily. And he, he goes mm. into a lot of detail about the camera work, so I don't really care. No offense, uh, Stephen Geiger, <laughs> Geigen, whatever your name is. <laughs> but what I found interesting was he did talk a bit about this specific episode and um, the uh, Sioux Village so in the flashback. Mm-hmm. So they did lots of historical, like, looking up facts about how the Sioux people would live, what the village would look like. So I guess like down to like the way the village was built up, like their teepees and tents and the, uh, any writings or artwork that would be on anything in the village is actually historically accurate. So they spent a lot of fucking time (laughs) doing this village. It it kind of... I, I thought it kind of looked like like a like an outdoor section of a museum, you know, like yeah, you go to a museum and then like you know, there's this bit that you can walk around and it accurately does like a you know whatever. A historical yeah, he says that they um they went down to the teepees, the implements that they would be using, the clothing, and down to the type of ponies that they would be riding. Like they went fucking deep, okay. But what they couldn't get around was the canoe, so they ended up having to build a. Uh, or put a canoe because of the way the you know script was and they couldn't be far enough away like i guess the sioux villages would never not really be that close to water um they'd be more inland but because of the episode they wanted this scene of of duncan and the kid on the canoe so um it says uh they ran out of time when they were trying to look at even canoes that would possibly be like part of this village and they said that they ended up having to use an aluminum canoe that they welded on additional bits and pieces to like look like bark on the outside of this canoe because they didn't have techno like lighting technology to really do a whole lot of anything out on the as they were outside uh so that canoe ended up being like 250 pounds more than i guess a regular canoe so they were just happy that it stayed afloat um, but but they said, you know, but if ever, anyone's really looking deep into like, I'm like, who's watching the show and really looking deep into like the the accuracy of everything that they're doing? I find it interesting that they did that. But I'm like, who's doing, you know, who's going to watch a show and be like, well, that canoe doesn't look like it's really made out of bark. I don't know. <laughs> um but then I did think about it and I was like, oh, you know who would look that deep? Fucking sword nerds who are watching the show. Yeah, exactly. So, Watch out for sword nerds. Yeah. So, so fair. Stephen Geigen. So I thought that that was a fun fact, just like how, um, how in depth they, they went to make this look like a real village. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, now, stories about Kern, the guy that played Kern. Oh, well, no. Uh, okay. So many stories. Okay. So I don't like the tone of voice you had when you said that. No, he's just okay. So the three people that talked about him were um, uh, that Stephen Gagan, because I guess it was just him, Stan Kirsch, and David Tynan, who is the executive script consultant and the writer for this episode. Those are the three people that were like seemingly, I guess they maybe were uh, talking all together or something, or maybe they clipped them together. I don't know visually how this looks on the DVD, but 
they kind of all their stories all blended together. So uh, David Tynan starts where he's talking about he was very excited when he actually wrote the episode. And he thought of this Kern, this immortal guy, like being kind of ruffian and stuff. Mentally, he pictured Randall Tex Cobb, like he just knew him as a boxer. And you know, he had been in some things already as an actor. And so that was the image he had in his mind when he was writing it. So he was really excited. They actually got to cast him in the part which is fine. And then he says, um, but he said he's actually, he actually proved to be the sweetest man you could imagine meeting, putting on his glasses, he did his reading, and he was a very, very nice guy. I think on the first day of shooting, I got a call from set as I was doing rewrites on some of the scenes, little minor polishes that were asked for by the actors, by our cast, that then he was told that Randall Tex Cobb had been hit by a beer truck and taken away in an ambulance. I was like, what the fuck? Wow. <laughs> what? what? So then I was like, is this like, is, is this real? Or is that like mm-hmm. meant to mean something else? So then Stephen Gagan takes over and says, yeah, I was there for that. We were shooting the day in West, West, in New Westminster. And it was um, the bar that we were actually shooting in and was just off of a major truck route. And Randall walks out and he's walking around. He had done his bit with the bike and the whole thing. I turned around and there's the thump. And we're all looking, and he gets up out of the road, uh, and the guy hops out of the truck, and the crew rushes over. And this was our lead, you know, our principal actor was just hit by a truck. Well, he claims he wasn't hurt, but they still uh, took him to the hospital. He just said, what happened? What happened? Oh, I just lost my balance and fell out into the road. (laughs) He had dented the truck. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) When they took him to the hospital, um... uh, I guess uh, they sat around for hours. He didn't say anything because he was, I guess, just sort of in another place. And finally, it was like, where is he? And the Teamster came back and said, well, I just dropped him off. And everybody was nuts over it. So there was a whole uh, group of people that went to find him, uh, find out where Randall was and how he was doing um, because it just it fell through the cracks. So people didn't even realize where the fuck he went to the hospital, like when he went to the hospital. They didn't know where he was Um, because he didn't complain about anything. He came back. Oh, I'm a little sore. He was there the next day. We shot around him for the rest of the day, but he was right back there in the front of the camera the following day. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? So this guy for real got hit by a truck during oh the filming. God. And then Stan Kirsch told an additional story where he talks about the scene where he, they're in the apartment fighting and he's like having to break the glass and everything. Mm. And he has to throw the chair at, um, at Randall. And so he says, uh, and he he goes, Stan Kirsch says, I was hurling a chair at him and I would always aim a little bit off of him, just as I would say any other actor. That's sort of the deal, not to not to throw the chair at the other actor in the scene. <laughs> and he comes in one take. Hey, kid, I'm Randall Tex Cobb, you know, just throw the fucking chair at me. <laughs> oh what do you think you're going to do? Hurt me with the goddamn chair? <laughs> wow so i thought okay sure whatever you know i heaved the chair at him (laughs) and he went to block the chair with the sword hand and his heavy and this heavy wooden chair hit him on the wrist and he went through the rest of the take and then i'm and then i'm gonna go through the window and the only reason i ha um and the only reason I add that is because I ended up with little cuts on my forearm from the window. And he ended up having this massive black and blue size of a golf, a softball on his hand with the chair. They had to take him to the emergency room. Oh my God. <laughs> oh. 
And uh, we wrapped right after that scene. And then an hour and a half later, he and I were riding in the elevator in the hotel. And he's got this huge bandage up thing. And he's holding his hand like, um, and Stan Kirsch had hold, held his hand vertically. Uh, he said, and I, and I had these like little tiny cuts and bandages on my hand. And one of the concierges in the hotel, this woman was riding up with us. And she made a comment, you know, like, oh, boys fighting. And of course, I looked like nothing had happened to me. So... <laughs> I think he ate those words. <laughs> so oh I just like this dude had to go to the fucking emergency room twice, twice during the episode. filming of this episode. Nancy's. Wow. Yeah. So and works works hard for his craft. Yeah. Yeah. I also thought it was crazy that Stan Kirsch, I mean, I know that they're, I'm sure it wasn't too big of a deal, but you know, I know that it's like, it's supposed to be like fake glass and stuff that they're using, but the fact that he had these little tiny cuts on his arm, I'm like, that's not safe. No. <laughs> because, <laughs> that's also not safe. So I'm thinking the set of Highlander, not a very safe set. Uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up is uh, I remember watching this, like bloopers from this episode in the set of like the blooper reel that has most of the season. So Claire can't watch mm. it, but this is the scene where, you know how he jumps on the back of the horse in the um, village and rides off. Yeah. That's one of the bloopers because originally the horse was supposed to already be moving and he's supposed to like jump on it as it's moving. And it's just oh. bloopers of Adrian Paul trying to jump on this horse and falling off and falling off. <laughs> it's just like what so this whole episode is a very dangerous episode is what i'm trying to say um as far as cut lines uh the only one that i thought was very interesting was when donna first comes and talks to richie uh when he's you know she just announces that this is his kid and then they're talking a little bit and um the cut line was donna said i was going out with joey remember uh, and we only did it the one time, Richie. And Richie says, guess I got lucky. So Richie didn't like date this girl long term or anything. He fucked her once. Oh. <laughs> and then she came and back and said that that was love. his kid. <laughs> wow. He's like, so, we love each other now. Which, again, like, I'll just reference Dusty Reviews because I think he's got some of the similar things we're already going to talk about. So I'm not going to go into it. But um. He did mention, like, same thing I thought, which was Donna is way out of Richie's league. Like, there's no fucking way mm -hmm. he would have yeah. long-term dated this girl. But also he brought up, like, Richie was barely 18 when the show started, or really 17, about to turn 18. Like, when... He's a little, little baby 26-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, when was he even seeing Donna? <laughs> and, like, yeah. how many people did Richie sleep with? <laughs> He's yeah. just, uh... I, I feel like they're they're really trying to feed us into like this rich, that Richie was a ladies' man. I'm like he was a child. First I think he's of all. a man's man as well, judging by the flirting going on with Joe later in this episode. Mm -hmm. Oh, and although I not mean, so much from Richie's side, it's way oh Joe's so flirting with him. Yeah. Joe Joe has a type, and it's immortals. <laughs> yep. This is what his bar is for. It's to attract young bisexual immortal men, which is you yeah, know, or is what I, I said. Mean, you know, if, all if immortals are. If you're into mm -hmm. that, then. Mm -hmm. there's a there's a niche for everyone i guess <laughs> so that's that's uh what i've got i just i needed to share those wild stories that i actually thought at least one of them would have been in the um imdb credits because i think they're real crazy uh nothing no i had checked imdb before this just in case 
weird. Uh, Brad, what was going on the day this episode aired? Oh, guys, there's so many things happening. It is October 3rd, 1994. What a time. Um, I know what you're wondering. Is there a weird Catholic day? Um, apparently not, according to this website. I guess <gasps> uh, it's not showing one. <laughs> weird. So, first That's time weird. ever. First time ever there's not a weird Catholic day. Um, there are some major events <clears> happening. <throat> uh, Gary Larson announces he's retiring from the Far Side cartoon. Oh. Whoa. That's okay. crazy. Ooh. Also, uh, the actor Dennis Wolfberg uh, died on this day. Oh. That's, oh, my favorite actor. Um, It's Gushy from Quantum Leap. <gasps> oh, what do I am sad now? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, get yeah. out of here, whoever this hold is. Hold your tongue. I know. <laughs> yeah. Egg on my face. Yeah. I'll teach you. That'll teach you. Um, also, I know what you're wondering. What are the top songs? In the US, Boys to Men, I'll Make Love to You. Sure. In the UK, it's Wigfield, Saturday Night. Yay! What a, That's what not a, a time thing. to be alive. That's not a thing. <laughs> What do you um, mean? I sent the, you the video last week, guys. The, the number two song in the UK <coughs> is Pato Banton, Baby yeah. Come Back. Baby Come Back. Bye 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 bye. I must admit I was a clown to be messing around. But that doesn't mean that you ought to leave town. Come back. Yeah, I remember that one. Weird. There's a bit where it goes. Uh, with my colour TV and my CD collection of Bob Marley. <laughs> oof. Oof. Yikes. 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 No good. Yeah. Um, great, don't like great, it. Don't Chet like Hank, it. Great Chet Hank song. vibes coming off of that. <laughs> yeah, that's no good. <laughs> um, let's take a look at the box office. We only got one new movie this week, Um, but it's number one, The River Wild. Um, oh. We all oh, yeah, the, with um, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep, uh, Kevin Bacon. Yeah, Meryl Streep and David Strathairn and yep. Kevin Bacon um, mm-hmm. as an evil canoe rider. Oh, an evil canoe rider. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. The worst type of canoe rider. I mean, I I guess. <laughs> um, of course, number two, Time Cop. Solid movie. Uh, number three, Jason's Lyric. Uh, four, Forrest Gump still in there. Uh, five, Quiz Show, Terminal Velocity, Clear and Present Danger, Shawshank, still down at number eight, uh, then Speed, The Client, Jurassic Park, and Color of Night. <gasps> Color of Night. I'll repeat, what a time to be alive. I mean, it's a, it's a wild time. It's a wild time. Um, on TV, uh, of course, we got all of our regulars. We got Coach. We got Blue Skies. We got Monday Night Football. Whatever. Uh, we got The Nanny, Dave's World, Murphy Brown, Law and Order, Northern Exposure. We got Melrose Place. We got Fresh Prince. We got Blossom. And we got the NBC Monday Night Movie, Someone She Knows. Uh, a policeman, Gerald McCraney, helps his neighbor, Marky Post, search for her five-year-old daughter's killer. Oh, no. I mean, that's the most 90s made-for-TV movie I've ever heard. Yeah. Uh, Marky Post and Gerald McCraney? Come on. Sounds sounds like a real crew. So, uh, yeah, there's that. Anybody else in this? I don't know. Um, also, very importantly, I know we'll be talking about her a lot. Um, um, Donna, played by um, Chandra West, um, she was in uh, Puppet Master 4 and 5. Oh. And probably in the Clip Show Puppet Master movie, too. So uh, she survived a lot of Puppet Masters. Nice. Good on her. Yeah. 
So uh, yeah, that's that's what's uh, going on. Wow. I mean, it was a lot, but not as much. I feel like uh, yeah. not having um, <laughs> something about not having Catholic holidays <laughs> represented. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> mm, no Catholic holidays, not many new movies, only yeah. one uh, TV movie. Like, it's... Yeah. But do you need many movies when um, you have Baby Come Back by Pat O'Banton on the radio? <laughs> don't even don't even know what we're talking about there. I mean, listen, everybody was Baby grieving. Baby Come Back. Everybody was grieving for Gushy and the end of the Far Side. So, yeah, R.I.P. Gushy. R.I.P. Far Side. Yeah. Sure. All right. Well, then, with that, are you guys ready to get into this app? Yes. <laughs> With the stupid um, lullaby music. Ugh. I don't, it's so I much stupid not, music. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I, I feel like it was drowned out with everything else. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was a lot going on. Um, Before we even get started, can we just say, we for real, we were questioning it last week if the credits were correct, but we got Richie, we got Charlie, and we mm-hmm. got Joe all in one episode. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. And Charlie and Richie were in a scene together. <laughs> I, I I was surprised the world didn't end immediately. Like, I, I'm surprised to learn that they aren't actually one person with a funny mask. <laughs> oh, but who's the real person and who's the mask? Oh, I I feel like that could go to a dark place. We've real got quick. a real well, moon not- situation going on here, <laughs> yeah, Tommy. Yikes. Um. All right. So we start with uh, Richie out playing basketball, which I don't think we've ever seen. <laughs> Well, also, doesn't playing basketball require a basketball hoop? Yeah, no, you they're think? just dribbling back and forth, I guess. I they're like, playing keep away. They're not playing basketball. <sighs> they're playing with a basketball, but they're playing keep away. Like, there's not even a place where a basketball hoop could be. Like, no. there's. Um, can I just say, I love Richie's friend's crop top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it great. was like the I most know more 90s. About this friend. Why has his friend not been in it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I didn't even know Richie had friends. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so questioning it. <laughs> it's just a yeah. guy I just met. He he did have friends. His uh, his friend Pete. Oh, you know, God. his best friend Pete who died. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, this is Jamal. He's playing with Jamal there, and then while he's playing, Donna walks up. Hot Donna. <laughs> Seriously, oh, so hot. She's foxy. Yeah. Um, I don't know about this vest, but. <laughs> No. I mean, it's very 90s. I don't yeah, know. She is there's, She is very much covered in the 90s. Yeah. There's a lot of things this episode. I mean, look at the back of this vest. It's oh, like yeah, it's bad. faux satin. <laughs> it's just so bad. Um, yeah, there's a lot in this episode that I'm like, oh, we're so in the 90s right now. <laughs> this is like deep in it. Um, so, you know, Richie's like, oh, hey, uh, how are you doing? I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, let's go. Guess what I'm doing? I'm immortal. I- how are you doing? <laughs> I just want Richie to be really open about being immortal. Yeah. Um, so he's, she's got a kid. Okay, and, and I love, she pulls that baby out of thin air. Yeah, nowhere. Much, much She's like, like I want you to meet someone, and he just appears, this baby just appears. And she pulls it from in front of her, as though, like, Richie just didn't see the baby until then. Yeah, there's no way. I mean, and we see the back of her watching Ri- Richie, so there's nowhere where that baby was. Yeah. Sam is very upset about it over here. I mean, <laughs> I understand. Uh, um, but she's so pretty. Like, yeah. Uh, 
so yeah, so she pulls that baby out and Richie's just like, oh, I guess you and uh, Joey had a kid. That's cool. And she's like, no, Richie, you and I had a baby. This is your baby. <laughs> He's like, what? I'm like, isn't th- this is a thing TV shows do? <laughs> like people just come up on someone with a kid and been like, this yeah. is your kid. <laughs> I feel like IRL, that's not going to happen. That's That would be very strange. <laughs> It'd be strange to have that happen to you and also, like, for you to do that to somebody. <laughs> yeah. Um, weird. Uh, so, okay, now we're uh, at... So, d- what were you guys' I know we, we had already read the, the preview, so we knew that a lady was going to come in with the kid, but what were your initial thoughts on this, on Richie having this kid? I mean... Um, I mean, we knew it wasn't his, and... Yeah. Richie's a dumbass, and immediately is like, oh, of course it's my kid, oh, I love this woman, I want to settle down, oh, I love her Listen, forever. Listen, if she came to me and said, hey, this is your kid, I'd be like, yeah, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> definitely. Definitely my kid now. Um, like, Richie's never gonna do better <laughs> than this. No, sure. he is not. There's no I mean, way. I, I want to talk about Duncan's reaction more, because he's a yeah, real that's, yeah, well, attack Duncan. I, but but let's just also be clear before he even knew that was his kid he picked up that kid like it was his and rubbed it all on his gross sweaty disgusting body yeah yeah that's not okay and that baby's crying and i'm like yeah i'd cry too it's really Mm -hmm. gross i'm so sorry child (laughs) um all right yeah so now we're in the dojo uh, um, we start. We're in the dojo, and Charlie is has a spotter, and he is lifting some five pound weights with all of his might. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the tiniest weights I've oh, ever I seen. Didn't see. Let me look. They're so little. Oh, Charlie. I mean, he's he got very injured, Brad. He's told to take it easy. He's, he's <laughs> like, the bar has to be heavier than those weights. There's no I way. Need I need to They're see. They're so small. Um. Three minutes, 56 seconds. Okay, I'm looking, I'm looking. 51, 52. Oh, yeah, they are. They're little. <laughs> they are the twisting tweets weights ever. Wow. Charlie, I've lifted weights heavier than that. Charlie. Like, I, don't, I don't even know how you buy weights that small. <laughs> <laughs> you buy them at the They look store. like they're not the weights, but they're like the caps on the end yeah. holding the weights on yeah. the bar. <laughs> Seriously. It's it's like it's like he got he got some he he got a, a set of adult weights and then he got some kid weights. <laughs> and you're right, and he has a spotter. What? <laughs> what is that guy looking out for? Is <laughs> he drops those weights and they bounce off of him because they're so light? Uh, well, no, I think yeah. the bigger problem is like, oh, what if he lets go of the bar and the weights float up to the ceiling and they can't reach them because <laughs> they're filled with helium. Um, we also have Duncan doing the most, like, jump rope action I've seen in a long time. <laughs> it's aggressive jump yeah. roping, and it's really? also yes. <laughs> all up in the middle, and I know you need some space for jump roping, but he's, like, all up in the middle of the room as though, like, it's just an inconvenience for anyone else that needs to get around the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, stop taking up so it's much space. It's very aggressive. Like, again, yeah. Aggressive it's hilarious. It's a. I just, I wanted someone to play double dutch with him. Like, I just, like, yes. he's probably great at it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so Richie walks in while he's aggressively jump roping. And uh, <laughs> we get this back and forth where Duncan gives Richie a hard time for not working out, not, like, keeping in shape. And so I did have a note. I'm like, 
are there fat immortals? <laughs> Maybe. Like, does he have to like keep in shape? Like, I don't. I mean, I'm I mean, sure I you gotta practice more, your yeah, fighting practice technique and training, and you know, you want to keep. I don't know to peak physical readiness. I guess, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I was like. Is jump roping helping your fighting technique? <laughs> you are aggressive about it, so maybe. I mean, what if, um, what if he has to? What if he has to hopscotch um, <laughs> against another immortal? Oh no! Oh uh, yeah. So Richie asks Duncan. He goes, uh, "You remember Donna, right?" And Duncan said, "No." And I'm like, "Yeah." So I guess this is where we're getting in IMDb, and and Dusty also brings yeah. it up in his reviews, where it's like. Were we supposed to know this person from before? Because yeah. we don't. We don't know her. No. We, would we know Little her. Deer a lot more than we know yeah. uh, Donna. Yep. Um, all right. So anyway, Richie says, well, she's back in, in town and uh, I have a son. And Duncan's like, uh, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. Because you're shooting blank, son. Yeah. I mean, I did like like how abrupt duncan was with that yeah because also charlie who does not know anything about anything it's like come on man he's trying to take responsibility <laughs> on, and duncan's like it's not his responsibility it's not his kid <laughs> yeah yeah as yeah, if Duncan was like, there when like, they fucked wash. and noticed like oh no he didn't don't worry <laughs> it's not his <laughs> He's like so certain of it. Yeah, but like, oh, how, I can't, how do you know? I can't stop watching Duncan jump roping aggressively. It's <laughs> oh, a lot. Um, yeah, I'm, so Char- Charlie's, even though Charlie and Richie have only been, I think, in one episode together before this, maybe mm-hmm. two, he's really on Richie's side. He really believes in him. I'm like, I think this is like the last time you guys are probably in an episode together. I don't know. <laughs> it can't be a lot. I just. I don't. What if they're like best buddies from this point going forward? I would love that. What if? Yeah, like what if? Until we find out Charlie's also an immortal. (laughs) Oh no! No, I was just thinking, like, what if we get an episode where Richie is torn between Charlie and Joe? I'd love it. Just can't. can't, You know, heart wants what the heart wants. I guess. Um. All right. Now, now we're up in Duncan's loft area, and Duncan's telling Richie like. Well, Donna clearly made a mistake, like, because you're not the father. And Richie says, well, what if, what if it happened, you know, before I was an immortal? And Duncan has to tell him, yeah, that's not the way it works. But you're always Which, an immortal. It's just... That's it. That's no. it. Yeah. And I don't, you know, and I think that to me, that's, they are, they're cementing that more and more mm-hmm. by things like this. Because it's not that you become an immortal. It's like you you were already an immortal. It's just become activated or whatever. Yeah. But sure, like Duncan must have told him this, like you would think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of rules. You probably just like, I mean, you know. Yeah, study for years just to keep up with yeah. the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're in Richie's apartment, which I don't think we've ever seen before. No. It's maybe a new set. I have, I, have a, I have a lot of thoughts about Richie's apartment. What? Well, my initial thought was, why is his apartment so clean? And then we get the scene later where it's like a nightmare mess. But yeah. I just was like, I just couldn't picture Richie living in such a clean apartment. This man owns a plant. Yeah. Like, I mean, I do like Duncan's place better just because of it's, it's more oh, yeah. like industrial. So it's really cool. But yeah. I was shocked at how nice Richie's place was. Yeah. He's also he's also got a picture of, of uh, Che Guevara. Oh, does he? Yeah, we see it later. Wow. I was Ooh. like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> um, 
and so you know they're talking about um why didn't she come tell him about the baby and she's like well i was af- i was confused i was afraid and i was like well you're still confused bitch if you think richie's a dad yeah. <laughs> from that one time you slept together so did they go like buy a crib <laughs> like oh yeah what? yeah he was re- he's ready he's in well you know what though i say that but i actually think she just like she popped that kid out of nowhere, I think mm-hmm. she probably had like one of those pack and play things, like okay. where it packs right. up and is mobile. Which, okay. if you're going to be traveling with a young kid, you're going to take that because you need somewhere to lay that kid down. Um, and now they're making promises of love to each other forever yeah, and always. All of a sudden, yeah. you dumbass, Richie. Yeah, Richie just needs something stable in his life, and right now all he has is Duncan, and that's not very stable. Yeah. Also, like, why not? First of all, you're immortal. Exactly. So, like, you can be in a relationship with somebody, you can be in a whole relationship with somebody, and it's gonna be, like, nothing. It's gonna, like, it's no Mm. time. So, yeah, why not jump into this? And there is something, um, I already closed it, so I don't have it in front of me, but, um, in the interview with Stan Kerr, she talks about it, and, uh, Claire was telling Brad before we recorded that, like, basically, Stan Kirsch just did a recap of the episode. That's why I didn't read a lot of his stuff. <laughs> oh, right. It was like, thanks, Stan Kirsch. I saw the episode. Thanks. You're not telling me anything new. Um, but he did talk a little bit about, like, uh, how he did think this worked with the Richie character because he feels like especially since he's become immortal and he kind of like went out on his own a little bit like he almost feels like he's all of a sudden responsible like he has to be responsible you know like Mm. you know he's now part of the game he's got all these like things that happen as an immortal and that this might be a way to ground him and also prove that he can be responsible like he's almost trying to keep continuing to prove himself to duncan Mm. So, um, and this would be a real easy, quick way to do that. And some people like that ready-made family shit where they don't have to do anything and it just shows up at your door and you're like, okay, well, there we go. (laughs) Sorry, Bilton. Um, You guys are my ready-made family. So let's talk about... (laughs) That's how he's like moving on. (laughs) Kern. (laughs) Because he's a... We see him in the rain. The guy he's fighting with, by the way, that guy's name is Animal. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Brilliant. <laughs> he, named, he was named after his favorite Muppet. Um So a Muppet and Worf's brother got into a fight. <laughs> yeah, is is Animal not in the credits? <laughs> is he not on IMTB? <laughs> I don't know. Let me have a look. He's not looking he... look for him. Seeing him. Poor animal. Animal has speaking lines and is like fighting and shit. You'd think he'd be in the credits. Jamal got in the credits. Yeah, I see that. Little baby Jeremy got in the credits. Oh god, the worst character. (laughs) Can we just agree? I feel we let you agree. Oh god. Uh, Jamal was in Picard season two. He was the uh, um the commander of the uh, of the Europa space mission. Oh, nice. There's pictures of him at that like gala with the yeah. board queen. <laughs> <laughs> baby, uh, baby Jeremy was played by twins James and Matthew. Uh, can we agree I'm that not looking up that baby, baby because shouldn't be in any shows ever. Can we just no, agree with that? Correct. But also, last time we looked up children, I was scared because they were terrifyingly <laughs> frightening the, looking kids. The, so. te- the ugly triplets from the X Files. Yeah, yeah well, these so. kids have. Uh, uh, oh, one of them's worked a little bit more than the others, so. Ooh. I mean, not much more. 
Yeah, this guy that plays Jamal is, like, in all the things. Like, this guy, his IMDb is very <laughs> long. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anything of note, but just he's been in a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, so I guess maybe Animal, not in so many things. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Justice for Animal. I know! I'm just, like, shocked he's not in here at all. Um... Alright, so Kern said he'd like a beer, and Animal says we're closed, get the fuck out of here. Also, you're weird and creepy, so get out of my bar. Yeah, he is creepy. He is! Oh, he's so creepy. (sighs) Um... And so he goes in and he fights with Animal. I like that, like, Animal brings out this bat, and, uh... And, like, then Kern just takes it from him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, nothing. Yeah. And then breaks it in half. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> like, yeah. He's a fun villain. Yeah. They they uh, were trying to... I think maybe Dusty Review said it. He gave him the, like, the Kurgan vibes. Yeah. Like, kind yeah. of We've had funny. a couple of those now. Yeah. Well, particularly when he was looking for him in the motel or whatever later. I don't know why yeah. that reminded me of the Kurgan, because mm-hmm. the Kurgan was staying in the motel. And there's also mm, a weird yeah. guy sitting in the hallway <laughs> in yeah. the hotel. Um, and uh, oh, and and later on that confessional scene that reminded me of the Kurgan. That's like something I feel mm. like Kurgan would do. And his name sounds like the Kurgan. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, this guy is just. I'm. I mean, clearly he was an ex boxer and kick kickboxer as well. So like you know he's just a big dude. But I could see him being like a really nice guy outside of acting. <laughs> Just, but it just is funny to hear hear him uh, like that. And I would think then after this scene is where he got hit by the truck because they said it was outside of his bar yeah. scene with the bike and stuff when they had stopped. Yeah. They were done filming that scene. Um. All right, we go into the next scene in a very strange way. So Richie feels the buzz. He opens the door and it's Duncan. But the way the camera pans up. <laughs> on Duncan when the door is open is almost like, hey, check this guy out. And and Adrian Paul's Ooh. like standing there with his jacket like over his shoulder and like and he's like, yeah. hey, ladies and yeah. men. And he's got that sad sack sweater on. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oatmeal it's colored. Good. Yeah, it's like oatmeal no. colored and it's just like so <laughs> blah. It looks like him. a net. Yeah. Like it looks yeah, it looks terrible. Yeah, it's really bad. And Duncan or uh, Richie looks like a small child with his little shirt <laughs> with that pattern he shirt really he's got on. Um, so Duncan says expecting someone, and Richie says not you. And I'm thinking, well, who else is coming to your door that you could feel like? <laughs> what other immortals are visiting ladies. you? All of them. All of his his immortal ladies. <laughs> yeah, he maybe. Oh, maybe he's secretly having an affair with uh, Amanda. He wishes. Yeah, there's no <laughs> way. Seriously. I mean, Richie does punch way out of his league, but not that far. No. Mm, no. Yeah, true. Um, so Richie's already babysitting. <laughs> like, Don is <laughs> not even there. Yeah. Um, but this is when we get more of uh, Richie's apartment as well. Look how clean it is. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. No way. I just was shocked to think that, look. There's like, a teacup on a saucer. Like, I'm yeah. just not buying no. it. No, this isn't his apartment. He's squatting there or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. There's a bowl of fruit. Like, there's plants. There's a bowl of fruit. There's an old lady lamp. Like, oh. I don't, I'm not buying any of this. Yeah. Do like I the see the poster you were, yeah, the Che Guevara. I was going to say, yeah, now I see it in the back. That's interesting. That's an interesting choice they made for 
as decoration for his apartment. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it was also the 90s. That was kind of in that period yeah. where people just kind of threw that around, not having any idea who Che Guevara was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say this about the 90s and this whole like because i'm gonna just put it out there from here from this point in the where we're getting this flashback where duncan looks out the window into a flashback (laughs) um from here to the end i am like okay we're really riding a fine line with the offensiveness You know, I, or oh, is it a fine line? Well, because <laughs> here's the thing: in the '90s, we had Dance with Wolves, we had The Last of the Mohicans, like mm-hmm. we had a lot yeah. of things that I feel like they could have done a lot worse in this episode. Yeah, yeah, it's not good, mm-hmm. and it's not the most comfortable to watch. However, Pocahontas, I was, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, really, like you Glen know, Gully Avatar. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Star Trek Voyager, when they hired that fake Native American consultant <laughs> to give them Native American facts, and the person just made up shit. Yeah. So that I guess that's also why I wanted to make sure I talked about how much effort they put into like the the uh, production of the yeah. village and all that stuff. Because I was like, well, they they tried, I suppose. <laughs> Yeah, and they, no, they did get the one the one Native American actress that they know of to come back for another <laughs> episode. Wait, you're saying there's more than one? Come on. I, um, so I okay. So I, I here's my question. Um, who did they have in the pilot episode? Is like well, did because they, we see we see her, you know, when she dies with Connor there. Um, I can't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. Let's see if we can. Let's see if we can pull it. that up. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just, you know, but like, we're watching it, and, and Dan said, appreciation Was or appropriation. So you posted, Brad. That's Connor and uh, her and uh, Duncan in the pilot. Oh, God, I didn't even recognize Connor. Ah, he's wearing his hey, dumb hey, hat. Hey, it's because you haven't seen me in so long. Hey, oh. <laughs> here I am. <laughs> that dumb hat. His white sneakers. <laughs> he's definitely wearing white sneakers. He, he was the first, he invented white sneakers. <laughs> I can't see anyone credited. Yeah, she, there's nobody credited yeah. for it, so who knows? Yeah, yeah which I, I mean, she clearly was just a dead body. <laughs> yeah, 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 so I guess. Yeah, I was, just, I was trying to see how like close these match, and I'm like, yeah, obviously he's wearing like wildly different uh, regards, but mm. yeah, it's fine. Yeah. So, but yeah. So Dan was saying with this outfit that he is wearing a- appropriation or appreciation. <laughs> I, well, I'll say because he's, like, <laughs> he's wearing the clothes that were probably available. Yeah, and we do see him, like, change out of that when he leaves that village, yeah. and he kind of, like, leaves that life behind, hmm. but it's just, they really are writing this line real hard <laughs> in this mm-hmm. episode. Yeah, I think so far we're fine. It's it's the it's the end that I think uh, becomes yeah. problematic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and by problematic, I mean hilarious. It's brilliant. <laughs> I love it so much. I can't. I really <laughs> just love it. Um, so we get, I, but looking at all the the effort they put into this scene, like Claire, like you had said, it does really look like they went into like a museum setup thing and like yeah. are hanging out there. Um, I love the guy playing the recorder. Can I say that? That I love. Oh yeah, he's great. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I felt like he came out of fucking nowhere. (laughs) I was like, who's this guy just chilling playing the recorder? (laughs) Uh, So good. Um, 
And yeah, so we we get this real kooky storyline. So this is like the original, you know, finally we're getting the backstory of him when he lived with these Native Americans. And it was that he was, I I don't want to say married, but shacked up with Little Deer. (laughs) Yeah, he was shacked up. Yeah, you get the vibe that, uh, um, yeah, his his friend died, and then uh, he he snatched up uh, his yeah. friend's wife. And <laughs> he son. was like, "Hey, yeah." Um, and he does say something to this kid, which I was like, "No, you can't say that to a kid." Where he says, oh, "I'll never leave," and I'm like, "Well, yeah. I don't think like you've now sealed your fate. <laughs> now you're gonna leave." Yeah, you've done an old monkey shiner. You've done a monkey shiner, and well, uh, you know, I'm not gonna leave. You might leave. <laughs> oh no (laughs) um but yeah so and what he's you know all in love with this girl um i mean they're just like making out in in front of everyone i'm like come on you guys have tps like get a room (laughs) get a room uh also how does everyone else feel about this white dude coming in (laughs) or shacking up with him Uh, I mean, that could be, that question could be asked in many, many, many films. uh, Yeah. Uh, And then we're learning also about the blue coats. The blue coats are coming and they've, they're kind of like hunting their people down. Mm. But no one seems that concerned. They're like, ah, if they come around, we'll just move. It's not a big deal. Um, so they're not, they're not as, con- uh, little deer is not as concerned. No. I, I love, she's like, how much land could they want? And Duncan's like, nah. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All yeah. the land. All of it. And some. just want to gobble up that land. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but it's interesting because, like, this is a relationship that he seemingly intended to have for a very long time. Like, yeah. you know, we, yeah. the way that it's portrayed is he loved this person. He wanted, you know, he it was the happiest he'd been, the most at peace to just have her and the one kid. And um, to see this and him not telling her, obviously, that he's immortal. Mm. And then, like, to see the complete opposite way he deals with Tessa, who he also loves, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he shoots himself, <laughs> shoots himself in, in the head. Yeah. <laughs> and he would, like, he would have done is... that back back now, but like, they might not have had guns, so he would have to like shoot a bow and arrow into his own head or like <laughs> hit himself in, with a like a, a little axe in the head. Like, yeah. it would work as well. Um, yeah. But at the same time, um, that he he shot himself three years after meeting Tessa. Yeah. So I th- I think it's probably y- you wait a couple of years before you break out the immortal <laughs> thing. So <laughs> yeah, you want to make sure it's going to be a relationship that's going to last a little while. Oh God. But I am concerned about how he would try and kill himself in front of her. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. But yeah, I just I. I it's it's just interesting to like this was a family and like with Tessa he straight up knew like he would never have a family with her um and that was fine I mean that was just she was okay with that as well but like the we just got to see so much love between the those two characters over seasons and Mm -hmm. and you know it was hard to watch him like have these loving caring feelings toward this woman because the other people we've seen in his past even that one girl who he told like hey i can't have kids like that was just cute flirty love you know Mm. whereas this was like oh this is weird that dunk i mean it makes sense obviously he's had many loves in his life but it's weird to see (laughs) for me it's like (laughs) this is not tessa come on 
Um, so because of this, uh, this part of his past, he thinks he can tell Richie what to do. I mean, yeah. if he's going to tell Richie what to do, why doesn't he tell him to buy a coffee maker that's that works? <laughs> Wait, <sighs> oh, hold on, hold on. Is this an espresso maker? I think it's an espresso. Richie has a fucking espresso maker. Richie I thought he just fancy had a- I thought fuck. he just had, like, the tiniest coffee maker. But it looks like there's a, a straight up, uh... Um, like the handle. He's a fancy lad. Wow. Richie's too. Richie's way fancier than we give him credit for. He spent mm-hmm. like that's those six months in Europe and like really classed it the fuck up. Yeah, he's got his little <laughs> teacup in a saucer. You know. Ah. Uh, I mean, I we're this... we're classy in Europe. That's why we put our eggs in egg Don't cups. Get guys. out of here with that shit. Never. Mm-hmm. This is no. the hill I will die on. Um, well, feel free to die on that hill. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Alone and forgotten. <laughs> At least I'll have my egg cup to keep me warm. <laughs> yeah. Claire will die on egg cup mountain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Surrounded by my flapjacks. <laughs> reminds, reminds me of, of a great story. Uh, a Humpty Dumpty sat on a hill. <laughs> Um, the other thing I do want to mention about this episode is there are so many episodes we see where we cannot connect the flashback to current day, and I'm not sure why we have those flashbacks, but this one, I'm like, oh, this is like a direct connection, not only to what's going on in the episode with Richie and that storyline, but also with the immortal that he's going to fight. So kudos to the episode for like, actually like connecting everything and showing Mm. us it can be done. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I'm sure we're going to get plenty of more where we go back and we're like, why Why did we have that that flashback? I oh, don't yeah. get it. Um. All right. So Donna's there. Yeah. Rich has got his espresso maker and Donna's just like, oh, doesn't he look just like Richie? <laughs> <laughs> no. Duncan's look is like, mm, no, it's right. a baby. Doesn't like anything. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. That's what I think about, baby. And Duncan, like, uh, we'll talk about Duncan being a douchebag yeah. shortly, but I, the idea that she thinks, like, because it's not like she's trying to con Richie, she thinks there's a genuine chance that this might, and she hopes. Yeah, she that hopes this it is. is that yeah. Richie's yeah. the father. So, like, and Duncan's just being a douchebag to this woman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's terrible. So, in the next scene, we meet Claire's new favorite character, Father Matthew. <laughs> oh, what is <laughs> You are not this, Maurice, sir. Get out of here. No! He's trying to be Maurice. This is such a weird, weird performance. It like, is. It really is. He's just like, whoa, I'm a wacky priest. Like, oh, I'm just like, get, get out I of I think here. it's a good performance. I think it's a weird writing choice. Mm. Yeah, it's a, we- it's a weird character. I think the yeah. actor did fine. <laughs> just think yeah. the character is weird. Yeah, I it's trying to be weird and wacky, and for that, uh, the guy is great. But um, why is this here? Yeah, yeah. Because also, I, I, I don't, I don't like the way they like they say, "I'll see you in church." I like. I mean, I know we know that like for whatever reason, the immortals like respect holy ground and all that shit. But like, yeah, I don't get it. I think it's weird if they go to church. Yeah. Yeah. And we've never seen them go to church, so yeah. like, or you even guys come can't go from listen to people or talk about Christianity. You're immortals that fight yeah. with swords over a quickening. That's yeah. like that's yeah. get out of that like you can't. You got a different weird thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and Richie clearly does not want to go to church. He's like, yeah, I promised Jeremy I'd take him to the park. Like a, a year and a half year old, an 18 month old is going to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Duncan tells Richie, you know, being a father isn't a part time job. <laughs> it's a commitment. It's like, all right. All right, dad. All right, Duncan. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then like, keeps- I, I understand Duncan had like one bad experience. <laughs> yeah. But like. Surely oh, there's no, a shit ton of immortals. We've got loads of seasons of this. We're going to find out more and more and more bad experiences <laughs> he had. had like had five family families and murdered. Yeah, like um, Connor. Connor raised that girl. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, it can be done. Like, I don't uh, fuck off, Duncan. You you were the worst father figure. <laughs> yeah, He's that is like my favorite thing sack. about Connor. Like the fact that he took this girl and like took her in and raised her. Like it's so great. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's not a lot of great things about Connor, so... Well, I know. <laughs> so I've got to find the one or two things for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe Duncan is just a shitty dad who can't protect his family. <laughs> I mean, well, we see what a job he's doing of raising Richie, <laughs> like... Yeah. Like, he, he, he got mad at him once and kicked him out, so... <laughs> yeah. Terrible father. Um, you know what else they're both terrible at? Their other senses. So they, mm-hmm. <laughs> they feel a buzz... Of Kern, <laughs> who is literally right in front of them. How they, they should have heard the motorcycle before they felt the bus. Like, yeah, I don't they understand. They should have smelt his musk. Yeah. I love it. Like, it's so right wacky. there. Like, the, I think his camera is cutting all over the place. Yes. It is so much. Also, um, what the hell is going on with Richie's shirt? I don't I, know. I, That's I why know. I'm saying he looks like he's wearing a child shirt. I, the, those pockets are so weird. Um, Richie is terrible at doing the shifty eyes. Oh yeah, I yeah. He has from not the figured it out yet. No. Well, but, he's not um, doing the shifty eyes at all. He's just staring into space. He's just staring into the void. Whereas, like Duncan, yeah, he's got it down pat. That's what I like to see. I mean, Kurt is like fucking. How did they not hear him or see him? <laughs> I, I think I think a bad one. This one is the editing because it's it's too many takes. Of everyone. <laughs> and Kurt's just there. Like, and they just keep cutting to him, like, yeah, I'm here. Like, Ugh. but it's like everyone got three shots. And that's too yeah. much. <laughs> um, all right. So, they, they, Duncan is, of course, like, oh, this is Kern. This is my, my guy. I gotta fight this. And he pushes Richie back. Because remember, only one, they can only have one-on-one fighting. <laughs> Not allowed to have two immortals fighting against one person. <laughs> I love that this fucking fight's happening on the sidewalk. Just like oh, yeah. in, in town. Like I like that Kern rushes him with a sword on a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was going to fucking joust. <laughs> yes. Mm. They, it was reminded me of a um, recent episode we did where people were jousting on bicycles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so they fight all up in the church, um, where a wedding with very few guests is happening. Yeah. Because other than this one shot where we have some guests off to the side, that's like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Kern does the most disgusting thing I've seen on television. <laughs> oh, oh mm, yeah. Oof. I was shocked, Claire, that you did not message us immediately when that happened. <laughs> I blocked it out. <laughs> You've just reminded me of it, and I was like, I no. Oh, it's God, it's yeah. very gross. He takes the bride and he licks her. Oh, he says congratulations and licks her face. No, oh. 
He didn't do it. It didn't happen. It I all mean, happened so quick that I was like, oh no! <laughs> like, yeah, if some, if, I, if like, mm. if, like, two weirdos, like, burst through the window and are fighting at your wedding, <laughs> that's a great story. If yeah. one of the weirdos licks your face, oh, the wedding's been ruined. <laughs> but this is what I love the, the vicar, the insane vicar man yeah. later. It's like, oh, we had a bit of a disagreement or something the other day. It said about Duncan, and I was like, no, Duncan and this other guy burst in in the middle of a wedding, and then this other, with swords, and then this yes. other guy licked the bride's face. Yeah. Also, the, the, the priest goes, he tells Duncan, uh, this is God's house, I think you owe these people an explanation, and I'm like, what, uh, how, what would he say? Yeah. Uh, no clue. It's so crazy. And uh, we get a, a good uh, Kern before Kern uh, rides away. Kern. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it was an action-packed little scene. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's good. Uh, how about this fighting scene in the dojo? This practicing with the quarterstaff that Duncan is doing. Yeah, like Adrian Paul is putting it all out there. <laughs> Yeah. He always does. <laughs> oh, he's such a badass. That li- that little skip jump thing he does. <laughs> so great. He's great. So he's fucking cool as fuck. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. he is. Because I just wonder, yeah. like, I want to watch more of those videos, his little diary videos. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen this. Yeah. I mean, some of them are better than others, clearly. But uh, I have. I've only watched, I think, one or two because they'll like have some video clips from the um classes he teaches like the mm-hmm. whatever the workshops and um they look so intense that i'm like i don't think i can do this now like they look too intense for me <laughs> like adrian paul seems like a very intense instructor <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like i would either nice. cry or just uh. continue laughing <laughs> one of the two <laughs> like I well, just- <laughs> see, okay well you gotta take the charlie class first <laughs> yeah i'm gonna yeah, take the, the charlie class weights ever. no weights <laughs> Um, but he is like in those classes, he's showing them with, you know, staffs versus swords, obviously, but he's showing them like sword techniques and stuff. And they're having to practice over and over with this shit. And I'm just like, oh, no, I I feel like I would be so bad at this. (laughs) Not that any of the people in this class look like they're doing well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I I've I'm taking back that I really want to take one of his workshop things because I'm I'm <laughs> freaked out now that I've nope, watched sorry. videos. Sorry, no, you got to um, do it now. <laughs> no take backsies. <laughs> no take backsies. Um, so I wonder. I I would think for this kind of stuff, they just let Adrian Paul do his own thing. Like, and then the, of course for the fighting stuff, there's probably more of a fight choreographer. Mm. And, a, and a sword choreographer and all that stuff. Yeah, but like for this sense. scene, I, I would think they're just like, okay, just move around. You know, because they also know he's got to remember saying specific lines. So he he probably has to just do things he's comfortable and used to doing. Mm. Um, uh, What I don't like is like, so when they come in and he's all, you know, obviously super sweaty from his mm-hmm. workout. He grabs a towel, slightly uh, wipes his hands and his forehead, and then puts his shirt on his gross, sweaty body. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. at least yeah. wipe the sweat off before you put your shirt on. What's the point? Why did you even take your shirt off at that point? Yeah. And also, like, again, just, you know, he clearly works out a lot. So there are parts of him that are ripped, and then other parts I'm like, oh, this is this is 90s bod. <laughs> this is- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This isn't a salmon ladder bod. Yeah. Like... 
you're you're not going to be Archie in the to get in the Guinness Book of World Records anytime. Yeah, I still can't believe that. <sighs> Best show. Best show. <laughs> no. Yes. No. Two immortals going at it. Uh, so Charlie is really pissed off at Duncan. Like, because he's just like, you know, you've got the wrong attitude about this. Because he doesn't know friend. what's going on, support. so yeah, like, yeah, yeah no, no. Like, I mean, and honestly, even if, if he did, it's like, at the end of the day, that's Richie's choice. Mm-hmm. If Richie wants to be Richie's with Richie's not allowed to make his Potty McCod stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if he wants to just be with Potty McCod stuff, and then he can, you know, get a kid because he knows he can't have a kid, like, yeah. Mm. That's fucking like, his choice. I'm sure there are tons of immortals that raise children. Yeah. Like, yeah. Pe- adoption is a thing. Look, I it's feel like, like we've like met other Brad's, immortals that have. It's, so, yeah, it's yeah. like Brad's favorite movie, The Eternals, where one of the Eternals, <laughs> who's an immortal, get, settles down with with boyfriend, with hot boyfriend, and they have a son and they raise the son. You know, why can't why can't Richie do that? Yeah. In like just in your favorite Marvel movie, Brad. Yeah, it's my favorite. I love it. I'm always, I'm always like, oh TBH, man. I don't even know who you're talking about. It took me <laughs> a second. Yeah, there was I was one like, of them that did that. It was the one yeah. who was gay that oh, you know that's people right. kicked off oh, about. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was oh, like, my, Wait, which one of the actors I actually like? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. I think his I name. just block so much out of that movie. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I just, yeah, Duncan's being an ass because of his own, like, he's projecting so hard on Richie. Because <laughs> there's, it's one thing to, like, tell him, like, hey, this is a dangerous life. You've already, like, come across a lot of things that have put you in danger. Um, are you sure you want to move forward with the family? You know, like, giving him actual space to think about that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. I like being there regardless of his decision. But this is just him being like, you're terrible. You shouldn't do this. <laughs> this is a bad choice. Yeah. Yeah. Because and like, I, and I'm and glad also Charlie's like, standing up for Richie. <laughs> the, the bullshit of like Duncan when he's like, uh, you know, what are you, how, what are you going to tell her um, when, when, uh, when she starts to grow old and you're the same age? What are you going to tell the kid? I'm like, well, you've got at least 10 years before that's going to be yeah. an issue. Also, you shot yourself in front of your fucking girlfriend. So I don't yeah. want to hear that from like, you. I, Duncan is clearly he's been in relationships with mortals. Like, yeah, eventually yeah. you have to tell them. Or yeah. you, you know, you have to move on. Like I, yeah, because I, is that his whole thing? Like he doesn't want Richie to ever be in a relationship. Like what does he think is going? Okay, this I, is a little different because she has a kid. But even if she didn't, like I feel like he would have some weird reaction to that too. Yeah, is he just jealous? <laughs> does he want yeah, to be with Richie? Maybe. It's so dumb. It's real crazy. I mean, again, I do appreciate they are like pulling in from his past experience but the problem is we know so many other experiences duncan has had since yeah. Yeah. the lakota tribe like <laughs> that it's like, i mean okay. i think what it comes down to is we keep forgetting that duncan actually is just wrong a lot yeah, yeah he is yeah like he he makes he makes terrible decisions as far as friends yeah, yeah. i was just that's uh, exactly what i was just thinking like he's 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 just not great yeah like like he's generally, but he's better than Connor. Uh, yeah, yeah he's of better. course, <laughs> of course. Uh, we'll, we'll get more 
more Connor soon soon in our lives. Yeah, we will. Um <laughs> but like he like he's he he always he's always pals with rich assholes. Yeah. Like he again Mako. Fucking Mako. Yeah. Like that's Yeah. Duncan makes the wrong call a lot. Yeah. And he and look, I'm a judgy bitch, so whatever. But man, Duncan is judgmental on yeah. about people. Oh, like yeah. he's a judgy the, bitch. Yeah, because like it's not even that he just is judgy, but he like purposely makes people feel bad about themselves. Yeah, uh, yeah, because like that's what I feel like in this episode with Richie is like, and this is you know, <laughs> Richie's a real weirdo too. But he. There's no reason he should have been made to feel bad for, like, wanting a family. Yeah. And that's what Duncan is doing. Yeah, he absolutely guilt trips him out of a family. Yeah. Yeah. Which is wild. Yeah. And and then we just don't get any more Donna. That's what, that's probably what I'm more pissed about. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I mean, again. We lost du- this actress forever. <laughs> like, Duncan took had was living with a tessa and yep. a young 17 year old kid uh yeah, yeah. and uh w- where was his guilt trip yep there was no one to guilt him hmm. you didn't have connor coming by going eh, you should not be doing this eh, i know i'm laughing but i'm very disapproving eh. no thank you no thank you connor. <laughs> by the way why are you wearing black shoes can you get the white, white sneakers that I sent you for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole! And you can white look just like Christmas. me. <laughs> I got you some Kmart jeans and a pair of white sneakers on <laughs> discount. I thought we could go to the club together. <laughs> Tommy. <God. laughs> Ugh, he's terrible. He's <laughs> terrible. Of course, him and Duncan are the same family. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but they're not. <laughs> um, all right. Now we're into the crazy flashback with Kern, where I was like, oh, look at them also bringing in the bad guy. Um, oh, Brad, uh, as far as timing, so this is in the 1870s-ish, right? Yeah, 1872. I meant to ask about that and how that plays into our timeline here. Well, we already had this on the timeline because it's yeah. in the pilot. So, um, but this is um, this is oh, I got to fix that. Um, why is there something is out of order on my timeline? Oh my um, god, <gasps> scandalous! Um, but yeah, this is uh, uh, four <laughs> four years after um, he was hanging out with Carl the Hermit, um, doing all that hermit sheds. Uh, oh yeah, and uh, so uh, and about eight years after this is oh is when he's oh was when he's a newspaper man and doing nothing about Mako. <laughs> oh, so wait, yeah. hold on. So eight years after fucking Kern like slaughters his family, he's like ah Mako. He's an honorable guy. It's okay if he kills a family. If he kills a guy with a family. Wow. God, I hate Duncan. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I love Duncan too much. I can't hate him. But I love <laughs> I him, see, but I also I hate see, him. Yeah, I see why though. It's not I I'm not anti hating him. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I can't bring myself to do it yet. <laughs> yeah. so, um I mean, just like him being like a badass and his like fighting shit. I'm just like, uh kind of love him though I mean, um, he's, right. he's, he's so, cool as fuck cool that's as fuck that, that's the problem that. that's the problem yeah <laughs> all right so yeah we've got kern walking up on him and 
Um, I like that Duncan thinks it's Connor coming to visit him because that yeah. works out so well that, you know, after this, when he, that Connor was there to see him, they just yeah. hadn't seen each other yet. So yeah. uh, that's fun. He should know it isn't Connor though, because he can't hear someone in the bushes going. <laughs> <laughs> what if he could? Ooh. <laughs> what if the bushes start shaking from his <laughs> laughing? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kern is like, he's fine with Connor, because even though he's dressed like an engine, uh, he's a white dude, so <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, and then he talks about how he, like, killed all that, all that tribe. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then it's it not good. He out of his bag. I was like, Ugh! yeah, I did not like that. That freaked me out. Yeah, yeah. It, that was actually on IMDb as like a, a goof because you know clearly he's showing like he scalped a bunch of them, but when we see all of them dead, like nobody's been scalped. <laughs> and I think yeah. that largely because it, they use a lot of that footage from the pilot again. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, I think they that he did scalp them. He just took a teeny tiny bit of hair from each one, <laughs> and then um, in total it added up to a, one scalp. Um, it's kind of crazy because, like, you know, Duncan immediately goes into fighting mode. He like throws that spear at him. He is terrible at throwing that spear at him. By the oh, way. It's so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I get here clearly didn't want to hit the actor with it, but yeah. like it's so far away. <laughs> like that is it is chilling though. Like the idea, like oh yeah, oh that village, yeah, I killed everyone there. Yeah, like yeah. fifteen minutes ago. It's just yeah. like that cold, like setting in of oh yeah. fuck. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like that Duncan like throws him over himself into the bushes, and then yeah, this is the horse that Duncan falls off of. Adrian Paul falls off of a lot in the blues. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't like the fact they're fighting with like a hatchet and a knife. I'm like, you guys can't cut chop off the head with those. Come on, yeah. yeah. Where's the well, sword? We'll talk about what he used later on to cut off his head, and I don't know how. I'm very perplexed. Was it like a spork? Yeah, no, with it with that spear thing. Yeah, I just. Oh, yeah. I was hoping you'd say that there was like a scene we didn't see where he was going <laughs> to use this or something, and then they were like, "Well, this isn't going to work." Oh, spoilers for next episode, of Claire. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's what I watched in the bloopers. <laughs> um, yeah, it's so we get there and the whole village is gone. And uh, then we have this real sad scene, you know, with him holding uh, yeah. what's her face, a uh, little deer. Yeah. Also, we've got Who Wants to Live Forever playing in the background. So good. <laughs> so good it is I but it. i was like i was like this is such a sad song but they're gonna like you said tammy when i mentioned it to oh, you they're, they're gonna, gonna use, use the hell out of that song and gladly, yeah and they do yeah. because and i it love it every time it improves any episode here in queen yeah yeah, yeah for sure Listen, if, happy. if queen if queen writes songs for your franchise yeah, yeah. use the fuck out of them mm-hmm. and they do and i love it i'm good with it um but yeah, when it just starts off and I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, branch out, use some of the other songs. Stick in a bit of, I don't know, Brighton Rock when there's a chase scene or, uh, you know, <laughs> cheeky bit of breakthrough. I'm just saying. Come on. I mean, maybe. Maybe they'll use Fat Bottom Girls for something. <laughs> bit of Fat Bottom Girl. A bit of... <laughs> a bit I of I want to ride what? my bicycle. <laughs> Come on! 
I'm just thinking of different songs that they could use in a ridiculous way. Come on. Uh, um, I thought, you know, obviously this actress for like the first moment had to kind of like help herself up to get into Duncan's arms. (laughs) (laughs) But after that, she did a really good job of being very limp. (laughs) I was like, oh my God. Um, And it's sad when he puts her on that like funeral pyre thing. Yeah. yeah. Does he put the the kid on there as well? Oof. Um, I don't think so. I think the only thing we get from the kid, like we don't see the kid dead or anything, we just see that um necklace thing. So um, I just sent you guys two screenshots um because like w- it's so weird to me that I guess they had a take of this where Connor's not there. Um, because I'm like, th- it's not like they could have digitally removed Connor like in 1994, but like it's the same shot. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? What? Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. So I guess they just took a take without Connor there for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> like, we that is- need this. That's real creepy because it just looks like Connor was a ghost. And yeah. so like like someone accidentally <laughs> took a photo and then or like took a photo of something and then they're like, accidental ghost picture. <laughs> There's Connor there. <laughs> hey Duncan, I, I know I, I know your wife is uh, is still burning on the pyre, but I'm gonna go take a piss real quick. I'll be right back. <laughs> 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 oh, do you think he laughs like that when he takes a piss? Oh, oh. <laughs> No, I don't. Why did you say that? <laughs> Why would you say <laughs> like, that? Like my evil. Uh, all right. Um, and I know that the, this was more because of the the fact that like we're we're telling this story where Connor is, you know, in that episode where we originally see parts of this. But I am also thinking, I'm like, I wonder if they're gonna like start mentioning Connor a little more in episodes here and there up yeah. to the movie. Yeah. Um. You know, time will tell, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, it's sad. He's changed back into uh, other clothes. Uh, I will say that he does... There are a couple of times in this episode, which he's, he did in the last time we had this actress in the episode where he speaks in some sort of, you know, Indian language, Native American language. Um, but the transcript writers crack me up. <laughs> Because they just put question mark, question mark, says something in it in Indian language. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, is there nowhere on the internet where we get the translation of what he says? I mean, I didn't look for it, but yeah, uh, I just know these transcript writers are constantly updating this shit. I'm surprised no one has found out what he says and Mm. uh, updated it. Um, So... We come from this flashback and into Duncan's loft. Yep. Where he puts on this fucking necklace. <laughs> <laughs> this necklace looks amazing, seeing as it's like over a hundred years old. Yeah, yeah it's very made of cloth. Yeah. 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 How are these feathers still hanging out? Yeah. Shh, I don't know. I, but but it's so like oh, I could see someone wearing that in the nineties. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> But it just looks so ridiculous in this outfit because it's like over the shirt, but at the opening. So it poofs out very strangely. Like they almost needed to make the necklace longer Mm -hmm. or into real 90s choker and make the medallion thing a little bit smaller. Yeah. Like they needed to do one or the other, but where it lands when he's wearing it is very distracting because it's very strange. Yeah. Um. 
Or maybe he could close up the shirt a little bit more because it is open. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, he's deep just got. Deep yeah, deep he's deep. just showing it. Like he doesn't like put it on this necklace and like put it next to his heart or anything. He's just like, look at my cool necklace, yeah. bruh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so we're in Joe's bar. First look at Joe's bar. Ooh, yay! And we got very casual Joe. Is Joe the new? Is Joe the new lawn? Yeah, that's... Yeah. yeah. Like from Angel? <laughs> is Duncan going to sing karaoke? Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> he's going to get up and he's going to sing, Who wants to live forever? Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know about casual Joe. I don't like this top at all <laughs> that Joe's wearing. Mm. Um, not a fan. Uh, not the worst thing in this episode, but not a fan of that top. Yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah. Because it's like, is it a is is it a polo? Is it a sweater? What are we going on here? And Make again, like and like Duncan's sweater from earlier, it just is hanging. Yeah, yeah. There's like no, there's no shape to it at all. I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, in his defense, he is he is setting up his bar. I mean, this is this is you know for comfort more. I think more than I suppose it's for flirting. I suppose. Cash Joe flirty. If he was flirting, he should have been wearing some different clothes. You can't yeah. flirt in that. Well, he's got to test what uh, his boy's like. Yeah. He might well, have the- got a stronger reaction from Richie wearing this, and he'd be like, oh, noted. <laughs> so Duncan says, you know, that having this bar is a little out of character, and Joe says, well, I wasn't born in a museum. <laughs> <laughs> I do like other things. Um... And he's putting a stage in, so we're already getting the setup of where this is all going as well. Amazing, which is fun. I'm, I'm excited, guys. Oh yeah, I'm just yeah. gonna yeah. say you should be. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun, nice, um, nice, and it's a good place to have a set. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. instead of like everything happening at the dojo. Uh, so I like that Duncan asks about Kern, and Joe says, "Never heard of him." <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's no fucking way you've never heard of this monster of a human. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And even Duncan says, yeah, now's not a great time to start lying to me. <laughs> uh, Joe, I think your pants may be on yeah. fire, my friend. And Joe tells Duncan that he kills for fun. And Duncan says, I know. Uh, then we get Duncan like just talking to people, <laughs> trying to figure out where Kern is. Like, you have a buzzy magnet. Just walk around. Yeah, just walk around <laughs> Siku. Like, how is this not going off every five seconds in Sikuva? Seriously. No. So he finds the hotel that Kern has been staying at. <laughs> this clerk. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is not a tiny person either. This <laughs> guy. I was, like, shocked when Duncan, like, grabbed his, like, ear or whatever. Yeah. Um... So, uh, you know, Duncan tries to get the key and the guy, obviously, I mean, rightfully so, is not giving Duncan random information about a guest. (laughs) Yeah. Duncan grabs him by the beard. Yeah, that's what it is. It's so... And, like, his hair's all gross. Like, I don't want to touch that beard. Yeah. This guy is gross. And then this was another, like, goof was, like, the guy goes to grab the keys, the keys drop, but then he just hands it to Duncan, so... (laughs) I'm not sure how the magic... Maybe the keys, like, fell on the floor, then bounced back into his hand. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, so, and he tells Duncan exactly where the room is and everything. So, uh, then we've got Duncan having a fit in Kern's room. 
I yeah. love that painting on the wall covering up like where yes. the wall's all fucked up <laughs> as though it's hiding anything. Yeah. It's very funny to me. Also, I don't know why, but this room reminds me of like when the Muppets are in a scary place. Or, like, <laughs> yeah. Like this really reminded me of like a real Muppet situation. <laughs> Definitely. Well, like, no, I don't know if it was like, we could afford. Yeah, like <laughs> Like I don't know if it's because like this painting on the wall over the th- the thing or you know the stripy blanket or something but there's huh. something about it that gave me a real muppets vibe. Yeah, it's the happiness hotel. <laughs> <laughs> um I do like how pissed Duncan is. Yeah. Like his his rage is yeah. really nice. And Adrian Paul is really good at it. Like this quiet rage and even like where he leaves that feather he's getting better and better his acting don't you think yeah yeah for sure yeah um but even like when he like leaves and he leaves that feather on the thing and he's still so pissed and he like knocks off whatever the fuck is still on the dresser he just you know um i don't know if colonel noticed that anything is out of place though to be honest that 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 room didn't look like it was put together well to begin with yeah oh crap i just i just remembered something um that we skipped past um so in the flashback uh way back when um when uh they've just come back from the the canoe Mm -hmm. um and he's like sends the kid off to like go practice his bow duncan takes off his moccasins (laughs) And he's walking around, and the Foley sound is that they're just walking on rocks. And I'm like, what is going on? Put <laughs> <laughs> your shoes on. Yeah, because I'm looking in the background. Everyone else is walking around with shoes on. <laughs> yeah. He, like, actively does a Mr. Rogers, takes them off. <laughs> but the sound, the sound is just rocks. And I'm like, gah. <laughs> Sorry. Just had to very bring that up. Very strange. It's very important. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, all right. So we've got Richie and Donna talking. I really like this top that Donna is wearing. Yeah. That blue on her is really nice. It's great. Her hair hair is a little rocker in this scene. (laughs) But she's still pulling it off. Good for her. She's still pulling it off. Very 90s hair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's like mixed between a crimp and a curl. (laughs) Uh. She comes out, like, where the fuck did Richie have this sword that she just pulls it out of nowhere, seemingly? Yeah. Uh, also, like, do you like do you not have, like, lies ready for why you have a sword? You carry no. a sword around all the yeah, time. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, why has no one stopped you about this before? It's much, it's much less weird for it to be in your home than when you're just carrying it on your person. So, like, yeah. I feel you should mm-hmm. be ready for this. If it's in your home, you can yeah, just... Yeah, you are, Colleen Wing in <laughs> Iron Fist. <laughs> like, if it's in your home, you can just say, oh, yeah, it's a family heirloom. Like, done. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but instead he goes into detail that makes it even more weird. Like, oh, it was made in Spain. It's it's 400 years old. I'd be like, wait, wait what? Why do you have this antique sword? Do you know what I mean? Like, just go, oh, yeah, it's like a sword and whatever. It belonged to whoever. And they gave it to me. Yeah. Or even, or, or even or if, a gift. Yeah, or Duncan's, even if he paid for Duncan's it. It's an like, antique okay, dealer. If, if the, yeah, exactly. Like, even if he paid for it, if the sword is 400 years old and it's like some specialty, whatever, like, fuck off. I'm not getting rid of this. I probably paid a lot of money for this. Yeah. Like, yeah. I will figure out a way to make it, put it in a safe place, 
but like yeah. which it clearly was not in a safe place before yeah. let's you know she no. just like walked out of the room with it and then when he put it back it seemed like he just walked and maybe like leaned it against the wall or something like <laughs> Um, but they have a fight. She's like, this is not safe. Why do we have this in your house? Why are, why aren't you coming up with good lies? This is really weird. (laughs) Um, and uh, she does ask if it's stolen because it's a weird object to have. Yeah. I just feel like he shouldn't have gone into as much detail about it, you know, like, or just say, oh, it was a gift from Duncan. Yeah. He's an antique stealer. Done. You don't have to go into it's 400 years old and all this. Yeah. Kind of I mean, but even if he did, like, he could play into that even, but he just yeah. went nowhere with it. Yeah. He just says, yeah, I have it. That's, that's it. <laughs> Stop being a weirdo. Yeah. I mean, A, um, learn to lie better. B, yeah. don't be a weirdo. Yeah. And, she, you know, and she tells him, she's like, look, you know, because the thing is now he looks like a child with a toy. And that's what she, she ends up calling him out on. Yep. Duncan gave this sword to him in Paris, right? Um, did he, or did no. he give it to him in Seacouver? Yeah, I think it was Seacouver. Okay, so if he, if Duncan gave it to him in Seacouver, Richie had this sword in Paris. So Richie has travelled around the world with this sword, yeah. and he's never once had to lie about this sword. Oh yeah, I mean, Come again, on. he rode on a motorcycle with a sword, like all over Europe. Like yeah. immortals should be really good at lying about swords. Yeah. Yeah. Richie, you um, suck. I know you're a baby immortal, but come on. Yeah. And so she she says, you know, like, hey, stop being a fucking kid. And he says, uh, this is a rough a rough line because he says, look, Donna, I'm sorry, I'm trying. And she says, try harder. And she leaves. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ugh, yikes. Um, I mean, also, she's like, oh, I'm uncomfortable with you having a sword. Yeah. I don't like it with Jeremy around. Well, you've just bought Jeremy and crashed into my life, so sorry. I ain't get rid of all my stuff. Yeah. Take your baby and get out. <laughs> no, instead, she'll just storm out and leave the baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. There's a lot of times I'm like, wait, is she just leaving her baby with this guy? She does. She leaves him with... Du- just- I- this is the yeah. second time in this episode... And we're only 30 minutes in where she just up and leaves her kid with, with Richie. Like, I mean, again, you haven't seen him in two years. Exactly. Like, you trust him with your baby? Yeah. He, he wasn't even an adult when you guys met. <laughs> weird, weird. Uh, so we get in the next scene, I don't know who's who's watching Joey. She must have came back for, or whatever, Jeremy, little Jeremy. Um, but we go to Joe's bar with Richie. And uh, yep. Joe is flirting so hard with Richie. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like this casual look on Joe. Just this black shirt with the jeans. Yeah. I think this is nice. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he looks good. Yeah. He just looks very like laid back in this episode. Than what I'm used yeah. to. <laughs> um, I don't know what this sh- what's happening with the shirt that Richie is wearing. <laughs> it is. Is this just the white shirt? Yeah. It's like. Yeah. A polo shirt top, but it's a real wide bottom and it's long sleeve. Oh. It's a long sleeve shirt. Yeah, it's like a Brad, tunic. what are your thoughts on polo shirts? Uh, well, fuck polo shirts. Yeah. It's a t shirt putting on airs. <laughs> I hate them. But, and I don't think that this is a polo shirt. This is a collared shirt. Yeah. Because it's like the material is not a polo shirt material. But mm. I can't figure out what this shirt is. <laughs> no, it's it's not good, is what it is. 
it looks like he can belt it and make a dress out of it. Like it's, it's yeah, real it's like strange. A tunic. Yeah, it's like a weird tunic shirt. It's not a polo shirt. It's not a. It's not a dress shirt. It's. I, it is. It is ladies. a tunic because it's a tunic length. Yeah. Maybe he's going to medieval times later. Maybe. It's very. It's very strange. With Joe. I mean, it's Joe, yeah. it's nicer than that weird pattern shirt he was wearing earlier. But I. I just. I. I don't understand this look for specifically for Rich Richie. Like I. Yeah. I can't see him wearing a, sh- a tunic. <laughs> it no, make I think any it's sense. just like they want Joe to wear black. They want you to wear white. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because they're just you know they're yin and yang. I guess. Um. So yeah, the the Richie's like he really he really truly wants to believe somehow this kid is magically his. Yeah. And so he goes and asks Joe about it, and Joe's like, no. <laughs> I mean, immortals. hey, Joe, why don't you just tell him, be like, yeah, no, can't be yours, but plenty of immortals have raised other people's kids. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's certainly a thing that can be done. Be like, I'll help you Although raise him. I got the, the vibe that Joe actually was, felt like he was consoling Richie in the fact that like, no, Richie, don't worry, this is not your kid. Yeah. And yeah, I don't definitely. think he got till the end of that conversation where he realized Richie's actually upset about that. Yeah. Mm. So I could, you know, so I could see him not bringing all that up initially, but uh, it's just real sad that Richie's like, someone tell me there's a chance. <laughs> yeah. Please. It's, but to, but to your point, Brad, it's like, yeah, but you don't have to have like fathered, fit, biologically fathered a child yeah. to like be the kid's dad. And no one's telling him that. So wild. Yeah, it's exactly. So I think, wild. I think if Charlie realized that was the case, I think Charlie would have been the person to go and be like, "Yeah, you can still be this guy's dad. Like, that's all. Mm. It's all good. Like, you can yeah. still be in his life. Like, somebody should be bringing that point. Like, and if then you know, after like you know, uh, um, current attacks, then he decides, yeah, it's too dangerous. I can't put this kid into danger. Okay, I guess. But like, I don't like. Kids are kids are constantly in danger. Like I kids mm-hmm. kids kids are like there's so many things that can kill a kid. Everything yeah. can kill a kid. <laughs> like yeah, you gotta I watch mean, kids around grapes. I mean, come on. Yeah, because I think that um, <laughs> I think even with the current situation, if he hadn't been pushed so far by Duncan, I think he would have maybe made a different choice after that. Yeah. But because he yeah. was like constantly this whole episode told by Duncan like he's making the wrong choice and. I mean, the the closest thing we get is a conversation a little bit with Duncan, where Duncan basically, you know, tells him, he's like, well, I mean, you could, you definitely could stay with her, but just know that these are your options. If that were the initial conversation, instead of after telling him forever, like, this is, you're making a bad choice, that would have been different. And I don't think Richie's willing to listen to it at this point. Maybe, maybe they should just go buy like an old church and uh, um, live on a holy yeah. land and like fucking like mm. just be a fucking uh, coward like Darius. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. okay, for 20 years, I'm going to live on holy ground with my fam. I feel like Donna would not have that. <laughs> I feel like she's like not, <laughs> not the one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So, but although Donna is there at the next in the next scene talking to the father about uh, baptizing or whatever the baby, and then like making Duncan the Godfather. First of all, this is like a two-year-old baby. Like, 
Like, yeah. if, if this was something you were interested in doing, yeah, why wouldn't you have done this already? Thank also, you. don't do this. It's gross. Isn't, yeah, because, like, yeah. I was going to say, isn't that thing, like, people do with small, small babies? Yeah. I have good parents. But wouldn't, but wouldn't that have happened when you were a small, small baby, Claire? Um, I think so. I mean, I, I, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, <laughs> So, you know, um. Yeah, I just assumed you're a tiny baby. Yeah, I was christened when I was a baby. Yeah. As far as I know. So, um, yeah, so I think this kid is already too old. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, if she wanted to do it, yeah, she would have done it, you know, right when, you know, you have the baby. Yeah. But so it's like Richie pushing this is like, oh, have you had the baby baptized? I know a priest. What? But Richie weird. didn't even want to go to the church earlier. Like, I, so I don't This know. is so yeah. weird. Yeah, I don't. I mean, obviously, it's just clearly so we can get her in the same yeah. scene with talking about Duncan with Kern. Kern in the back, like a real fucking weirdo. How did this priest not recognize Kern from the wedding? Great question. I don't understand. <laughs> and for a split second, I was like, oh, is the priest really a bad guy, too? He recognized Kern, and so, like, you know, he's in on it or in some way. We're going to find out. But no, he, he's just as bad at recognizing people who lick bride's faces, I guess. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe this, maybe this was out of order. Maybe originally they were going to, like, hold off on having Kern enter until later in the episode. Maybe. Like, maybe he comes here looking for Duncan and then we get that fight scene. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just, just a couple things in this episode where I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. No. <laughs> and I know that part of it is like, if if I were just watching the show and not thinking and talking about it, I probably would never have noticed any of this. No. So, um, all right. So we get a real Kurgan situation going on with this church. Oh, Him yeah. lighting yep. those candles and all of that stuff. It's great. And then when he does his confession, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> it's a real creep show. Yeah. I do not like it. Uh, yeah, he, he some talks- genocides. Uh, yeah, torture, some rapes. rapes. Uh, also, uh, you you licked that woman's yep. face uh, <laughs> a couple days ago. You remember that one? I do. Never forget it. <laughs> yeah. Um, he tries to get out of him where Duncan lives, and the priest says he doesn't know. So he breaks through the confessional, which I think is fun. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I like that he, and like, he ends when he leaves and he says, forgot stealing. (laughs) (laughs) That's the other thing he needs to confess. He's so creepy, but also it's very funny. (laughs) Yeah. Um. (laughs) Again, like, I wish these villains wouldn't be killed off so quick. I know. I want, like, a recurring villain that's not freaking Horton. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they chose the wrong villain to be recurring. Yeah. Uh. We almost got it with Javier, but not quite. (laughs) Um, we got Duncan in a new outfit with the necklace. <laughs> oh, stupid necklace. He's really rocking it now. <laughs> um, Richie, so this is, this is the conversation that I'm, I was talking about. Like, I, I feel like if this conversation were the initial conversation, parts of it at least, it would have mm. made everything better. And I, it wouldn't be... Because I don't think Duncan is straight up saying, hey, you made a bad choice here. In this situation or in this conversation, you know, Richie's saying like, hey, she found my sword and I really just don't know how to tell her or what to tell her. I I don't know what to do. And Duncan says, you have two choices. Eventually you tell her everything and you take her into your life completely. And at least she will have a choice of how she wants to live and how Jeremy will live. 
And mm. then uh, he says, otherwise you have to send her away and you just don't look back. Like, those are your options. You either tell her or you don't. Like, that's it. Yeah. Also, when you tell her, um, here's a gun. Yes. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, thank God Richie didn't ask, how do I tell her? <laughs> yeah, he's like, how did you tell Tessa? Well. Oh, God. If like Richie this? ever finds Bam. out. If Richie ever finds out how Duncan tells Tessa, do you think he'll just stop talking to Duncan forever? <laughs> I think so. Oh, yeah, I would stop taking advice from him, definitely. Yeah. Um, and this, you know, and, and when he when Duncan says, or you know, or you can send him away, and Richie says, no, I I really care about Jeremy, even if he's not, you know, whether he's mine or not, I don't I don't care. And um, and Duncan lays it out for him. He's like, it's not about you being a father. It's about you being an immortal and, you know, what that means and how you can't always protect them. Uh, and it's not even just like protecting them from random day to day shit. It's like when the currents of the world are after you. <laughs> um, I just don't. Yeah, like I, I like this conversation, whereas like we didn't need to make it so Duncan makes Richie feel bad about wanting a family. Yeah. Because this makes sense to me. Him telling him this stuff, this makes sense. Mm. Um, all right. We're in the apartment. We're in Richie's beautiful apartment. <laughs> and His apartment. Oh, no. This is outside. Sorry. We're outside of the apartment. And this is where Kern's a real fucking creep. And I was super scared oh. for that baby. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> uh, he just straight up picks the baby up. And it's I have... So- I don't know what was gonna happen. No, I was like, man, this this kid may not make it out of this episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the only reason he gives the baby back is because he sees like cops walking toward them. Which I was like, I feel like Kern would not be afraid of cops. <laughs> yeah, that no, was. No, he just chomp on that baby. Um, and she scurries home to the apartment, and so obviously now Kern knows where they live. Ugh. Um. Yeah, this shirt isn't quite a tunic either. I don't know what the fuck this shirt is. Because he's now he's not wearing the jacket, and I still don't know what the shirt is <laughs> that Richie's wearing. Um, so she she's apologizing to Richie. Richie's like, hey, look. Uh he he wants to also be honest with her about everything. Yeah. And that he also wants this life. So that was you know, we're getting to, to where this would have been Richie's decision if Kern wasn't there. I, I I don't know how this conversation doesn't start with, hey, Richie, the creepiest thing in the world Thank just happened you. to me. Yeah. 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 Which makes me think she's been in other creepy situations. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> <laughs> oh. She's a creep veteran. Yeah. Ugh. Who's this other guy? Like, uh, what was his name? Joey or something? Oh, Joey. Yeah, yeah Joey. Oof. Yeeks. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure it's Joey's baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know where Joey is either, because she seemed to come out of nowhere when she saw Richie. So I'm just like, did she run away from Joey? Is he going to be looking for her? <laughs> um, But he feels the buzz. He goes and he sees uh, Kern. And that's when she's like, oh, yeah, that guy is a real weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> what a weirdo. Yeah. So he tells her to get out of there. Take, take the baby and run out of there. Yeah. And then we get a fun fight scene where apparently... <laughs> Richie for real threw the char- chair at him. I wonder which take they used, though. <laughs> yeah. Is this the one? <laughs> did, did they, they use the take the where he actually threw the chair at him? <laughs> um, I'm just watching him throw chair after chair. Yeah, at him. Well, a lot of chair throwing. 
Yeah. No, it looks like it missed him. So no. they. they <laughs> so they didn't even use that take where he was injured. Um. Oh yeah, and this is where he jumps in the tomato thing. Oh, this truck full of tomatoes. Like, this. <laughs> I would rather die, as I said, I, I tweeted you. Then, oh, I hate tomatoes so much. Like, I would rather die than if I if I fell in a truck of tomatoes. That's it. I'm done. Like, <laughs> I give up. Weird. Never again. This is Never. Very messy. Goodbye. Goodbye. And you can tell that they must have done a couple of takes. <laughs> Like this is clearly not like the first initial thing when he jumped in. He's he's mm. been in the tomatoes a while. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, the smell of it. Ugh. I like tomatoes, and I also do not want to drop dr- no. in a truck no. of tomatoes. So uh, yeah, I'd be like, nope, I quit. <laughs> uh, Donna and Jeremy are at Duncan's place, and uh, she says you know richie was in trouble and there was some guy and he was breaking in and he sent me over here and you know he's on a motorcycle so duncan goes okay well make yourself at home (laughs) he just like fucking leaves her there (laughs) goes away (laughs) this poor girl that's freaked out with her kid um he goes and takes the spear off the wall and i was like what are you gonna do with that duncan yeah um I mean, we've seen your spear throwing. Like, hopefully you've practiced in these hundred years. Uh, um, so, go ahead. We get a better look at his shirt, and there are a weird number of pockets on this shirt. Like, I'm pretty sure there are three pockets on the shirt. Yeah, two on the bottom and one breast pocket. Like, That's so weird. I like pockets. <laughs> like, why, why, are th- why the two lower pockets? You either have to have four pockets or one pocket. You can't have three (laughs) pockets. I don't know why you would need more than one pocket on a shirt. Yeah. Yeah, I can't tell. It's very strange. I I can't. I just can't. I just don't understand what the shirt is. No, it's terrible. Yeah. And confusing. His pants aren't good either. Like, this is not a good outfit. No, this is a very low beef episode. Sadly. Um... So yeah, so John- Duncan's out of there with the spear, wearing the necklace. <laughs> I just love how he changed his clothes and he put that necklace back on. <laughs> uh, I like. I mean, I understand. Like, you want revenge. Also, I don't understand. Like, why didn't you track this guy down at the time? Yeah. Yeah. Or or any at any point from from that point forward. Yeah. Like maybe not right away. Like maybe it was too fresh, right? So like I get that, but like it's been a minute. Like you could have tracked him down at any yeah. point after that. Like you're immortal. You got all the time in the world. Yeah. Why are you why are you waiting around? Like oh, eventually I'll, I'm sure I'll run into him again. I, okay, cool. I guess. Yeah, I don't. So I I don't I don't understand Duncan. <laughs> I don't get him. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so they're they're gonna fight on the rooftop of Richie's apartment. <laughs> um, I also don't like the term "squaw man." No, which is no. what uh, Kern calls uh, Duncan like every <laughs> five seconds. Yeah. Um, because I don't know if you guys know the definition of that. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine it's anything good. Yeah, it is a white or black man married to a North American Indian woman. Oh, it is a a purposely offensive term. Yeah. Um. So, 
yeah, it's not good. Yeah. It's not good. And they use it a lot. Yeah, they do. Um, I felt like this fight scene was pretty quick. Yeah. Well, we, I mean, we had to get to that quickening, so. That, that's, that's what I thought, too. I was like, they were just like, let's get this out of the way so we could get to this quickening. <laughs> um, I still don't know how he beheaded him with yeah. this spear. I, just, I don't know. I, I have no I mean, clue. how sharp is that spear blade? Uh, we do get one of those uh, push up to standing things that Duncan does, like the back flippy thing. So. Yeah, those are always good. Yeah. Although I will say Adrian Paul looked like it was a little harder this go round, like he was tired. <laughs> there was some effort put into that <laughs> that I don't normally see. Um, oh, oh, yeah, but we we do have this where he puts the blood on his uh, face, Oof. his own blood. He takes his own blood and puts it on. Yeah, his face. he takes his own blood and makes war paint. And yeah. this is when this is when he goes full Elizabeth Warren for me. I'm like, yeah, this yeah. is yeah, this is uncomfortable. It is. Not okay. But it's so of the time. Again, it's like, this is definitely what we were doing in the 90s. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Like, this is, I I would expect nothing less. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he swings it around as if he chopped his head off with this spear. And I'm like, I I don't understand how. Yeah. I don't know the... (laughs) like the physics of that so it's, it's a real real sharp real razor yeah. sharp yeah. <laughs> um i obviously was excited when we started seeing the things uh, uh like the smoke appear around him because i'm like oh, oh yeah that's something we're doing now that's something we're doing sure uh, and then i saw him float up <laughs> it's so good He's on his knees and he floats up like Uh, two feet in the air. And I was like, oh, is this going to be the paper flying everywhere or the exploding doves? And then the show went, was that, Claire? Well, watch (laughs) this. And What if instead of that, we get some footage (laughs) of his Native American family, like, looking, like, motioning in the wrong (laughs) direction? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Like... Oh, it's so good. And then they composite it and it just looks weird because it's off. And it goes on for ages. It just goes on oh, for yeah. so long. Like, they were real proud of themselves. Yeah. <laughs> like, we really did it, guys. Like, Congratulations. We, made. we are <laughs> TV professionals. Ah, <laughs> uh, and then, like, Duncan taking off the necklace thing to, like, almost like he's going to hand it to them and them reaching out for They're it. Reaching out, but not in the right <laughs> place. Yeah. <laughs> Like now, so obviously, it's yeah. so easily, like you know, like you know, tilt it and make it work. But they're like reaching. It's like it's like yeah, they're just a couple reaching feet off. Yeah, and then they're like, bye, <laughs> <laughs> later. So good, so good. Later, skaters. Like <sighs> I honestly, like they could have. <laughs> they could have just as easily, like, just shown flashbacks and have, you know, like, Duncan, you know, you know, going through the quickening. And we could see, you know, the same idea. But yeah. this, this is so goofy. Well, and then, okay, and then the transcript writers are liar, liar, pants on fire. Because what they said is their ghostly forms disappear and the quickening ends. I'm like, 
No, no they don't. Those ghostly forms turn around and walk away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they go right. They it would make more sense cool. if they dissipated or whatever. Like they, they faded out. Like that would make more sense. But that's not what happens. <laughs> all right, Duncan, that's real cool and all. I'm glad. Um, um, also, <laughs> please don't paint your face with, with your blood. That's really offensive to us. Like, I I know you mean well and you're from a different time and all, but like, I really, I, I just want to say it's a little cringy, but all right, goodbye. Uh, sorry, sorry, we, I, the pizza guy's here. We gotta, we gotta go. Best quickening. So good. So good. I mean, like, they really put so much effort into this quickening and it's, I'm, uh, you know, thank you. Thank you for, for putting the effort in because it's so hilarious. It's like the equivalent of like one of those like photos where like somebody's in a glass like looking at themselves <laughs> like when we used to do that weird shit. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, I love it. So dumb. Um, Can we stop real quick as we come out of that scene into the next at 4533? Yep. What the fuck is in those trees? Is it just like balloons? Tied in different places in that tree? I thought it was balloons, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very strange, because it doesn't look like they're attached to anything. No, I think I think, <laughs> those are, I think that's actually the street light. That's yeah. even more strange to yeah. me. What is happening with that street light? Yeah, I think, because, yeah, I, it looks like there's, like, the the, uh, the post coming up from the one at the top. So <laughs> it I doesn't think make any sense. Yeah, I think it's a real weird lighting <laughs> thing. So weird. Um... Richie doesn't even let Donna back in the apartment before he breaks up with I'm her. I'm like, seriously, <laughs> can I get my stuff? Like, I, I need to get the, the baby's bottles. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... And she comes to tell him that her cousin has a house that they could, like, use and stuff and rent. Uh, a whole house and not Richie's little apartment. God, this fucking... Duncan, you fucking asshole. Yeah. This is your fault. It's got two bedrooms, a big kitchen, and a huge yard. Yeah. Mm. And she even says, what the fuck? We were happy like five seconds ago. Yeah. You're the one that told me you wanted this. Yeah. Um, and, you know. Like, I, I would have been fine with Richie just making the decision that this was not right for him right now. Like, that's that's not my problem with it. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that this was Richie's decision. No. <laughs> like, that's, that's my problem. Like, all Duncan's weird issues, like, made yeah. him guilt Richie, who, yeah. like, is practically his son. Like, he's, like, yeah. he's been taking care of him, you know, since he was 17. Like, <laughs> I, he just, like, fucking did this to him. Yeah. And, ugh, bullshit. It is. He's, he's, this is not a good relationship between... No. Like, I wish no. I, I felt like Richie and Duncan care about each other, but I don't at the moment, you know? Well, it's, it's more like... It's a, it's a very... I, I'm they're, not going to go They're like out. Matt and Foggy in the, in the comics at the moment that we're covering on that, That's Bob. what it is. Like yeah, frenemies. it actually does remind me of them. Like, it does remind yeah. me of them. It's like... Because I, I wouldn't go out, like, and, and say, oh, this is a toxic relationship. Like, I don't think it's that no. deep. It's just that... It's a weird not, codependency. That's more... Yeah, that's more what it is. It's a mm. weird codependency. And I... 
And it's, I don't know. It's very bizarre. Also, Duncan's shirt is terrible here, too. Everybody's no, what, shirt's yeah. terrible. What's insane is that she's like, all right, well, you know what? Fuck you. And walks away. And immediately, Duncan is just there because he's been creeping around oh, yeah, waiting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> creeping and peeping. And yeah, his shirt is just a nightmare. And and I feel like we've seen Richie in this shirt before. I think this is yeah. just a regular green shirt. Um, and then the other thing is this like woman who is of ethnic background. <laughs> Oof. I'll just say that. <laughs> Walks yes. by and Duncan stops to check her out so hard. He's like, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the idea is supposed to be I that she reminds him. I know it's supposed to be, but, but that's like, not what it comes off No, it doesn't at all. <laughs> no. No. At all. <laughs> it's very weird. He just looks He's like, like oh, such an a ethnic creep. lady. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think if you're going to do that, you have to do the thing where you have it be the actress be the and same then, actress. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then like when he looks again at somebody else, and it's like, yeah. oh, that was just yeah. in my head. Like you can do that, but you can't just yeah. have him being a creep. <laughs> <laughs> Unless this he's gonna poor- be like, oh, I don't know about these jeans at all. <laughs> <laughs> this this poor girl that doesn't even barely look like she's of legal age walking by. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not good. Being creeped on by an, an immortal. Ugh. Ugh. What an episode, guys. <laughs> Man, one for the books. Yeah. I enjoyed watching it. I'll say that. Oh, yeah. It was very fun. <laughs> um, all right. So let's go ahead and talk about best dressed, worst dressed. Oh, Duncan, worst dressed. Yeah, but for which? Yeah, that's the problem. Like every outfit he wore was bad. Yeah, there's not, there's not a sane outfit he wears. I think I'm going to yeah. say worst dress is actually that first droopy sweater because I still because you're right it was kind of like netting more than a sweater okay and I I, and they tried to make it seem like he was hot stuff by having him in the doorway with his jacket (laughs) over and it was just like like, yeah it was real weird it was like what is this model pose Duncan has hanging outside of Richie's door also why is there Uh, seaweed coming out of his sweater weird Uh, and I'll say, I, I think for best dress is Donna in that blue top. I like the blue top on Yeah, her. yeah, no, I like the blue. Because <laughs> I can't give it to that terrible vest she had on. <laughs> no. <laughs> she looked great with that vest, and this is a fashion podcast, sorry. It's, it's not working for me. Um, oh, but that uh, blue so, top was great. Um, I just looked up uh, Kern Facts on random Ooh, Highlander. Facts. On a random Highlander wiki. Um, he was born in 1396 in Hungary. Oh. Um, oh. He died in 1441 raiding a village outside <laughs> Buda. So he was so. always just <laughs> a yeah. terrible guy. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Um, the Magyar... Don't know. I don't know where this is from. Ma- the Magyar Ooh. Kern was born in 1396. He became an evil man who committed atrocities in his native land. He became immortal at 45. Uh, when he and a band of raiders uh, raided a village outside Buda, he soon meets his mentor Imer Horvath, who taught him <laughs> about his immortality. Cool. Oh, at some point he was in the Civil War. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Like, where does all this information come from? Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Like, Fanfic. I really like wh- how many how many Highlander novels are there? Like, is there like are they as good as the Quantum Leap ones? Hmm. Great question. That's the only question. I mean, I feel like they're just gonna be dense with like facts. Yeah. yeah. Weird. 
All right. Um, who won? Who lost? <sighs> oh, Richie wanted that baby. Yeah. Maybe <sighs> Jeremy won because now he's not going to have immortals going after him. I guess because he's got Richie as his dad. Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess. I, mean, I don't want to say Donna dodged a bullet, but she kind of did. Yeah. I, and she hasn't got to deal with pissy Duncan now. Yeah, yeah but like... As the godfather. Mm, I don't know. Uh, uh, did Kern lose? Ugh. Yeah, I was thinking Richie lost. I think he made a terrible mistake. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. it wasn't his... Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's something like outside of Duncan talking him into it. I don't think that that's a choice he would have made. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think uh, Duncan won and Richie lost. Oh, that's so sad. Oh, that's really sad. Yeah, because Duncan got revenge. Did Joe, and- Joe win because he's got his new sex bar? Yeah, but it's not it's not ready yet. He'll, yeah, yeah. he'll win in time. Yeah, we'll um, get there, Claire. We'll get there. Yeah, I think Duncan wins <laughs> yeah. because A, he got his revenge. Um, He got to float up into the air and see his family before they <laughs> he left. Did the best quickening of his life. Yeah. Oh. And also, he got to he got to um, tell Richie what to do with his life. Yeah, which he yeah loves. his favorite thing to do. It's his, it's his, it's his main hobby. I know. Yeah. But that just does cement this idea of them being in a weird codependent relationship. Yeah. Like, you can't be with anyone else. Mm. Mm. Weird. Weird. Um, all right, guys, tell me what's happening on this next app. Oh boy. I don't have it to hand, Brad, so... Okay, I'll, 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 I'll read some of my... It's very long, so I don't think I'll Thank read all you. of it. Um, but... The people of a tiny Balkan nation are rising <laughs> up in arms against an oppressive dictator. Wow. The freedom fighters are led by Paul Karos, a vibrant, charismatic leader. Oh, boy. Um, Karos is an immortal who once served as a slave under Roman oppression and fought his way to freedom with Spartacus. <laughs> Love it. I was not expecting that. No. Okay. Since that time, whenever the common people have been fighting against oppression, Karis has been at their side. Oh no. Karis oh. is. Oh, okay. And it goes on and on and on. Uh, I'm not going to read all no. of that. Let's. I no. mean, he's got to be shorter than that. Brad, no. <laughs> Brad, yes. <laughs> Weird. Um. Okay. All right. Okay. Claire, do you have yours there? I don't. All right, I will. I, I, will I can't read get it. it. Uh, oh, okay. God, this is also long. Well, we'll, uh, we'll at least. Okay, it's, it's not that it's, long. It's, yeah, it's not that long. I was going to say click on it because I think it's like just yeah. a couple words. So, Immortal Paul Karos, who is leading a group of Balkan revolutionaries, comes to the U.S. to try to obtain arms. Like, it's that hard to do. Uh, I know. When a, when a fellow... It's like, tra- he just got off the boat, grabbed him, and then went back. Yeah, seriously. Like yeah. When a fellow traveler, uh, Father Stephen, is shot... Oh, if, have, have, I hope he's not... Oh, when he's shot, okay. Um, I was going to say, if we had another um, coward immortal, but no. Um, when he's shot, Duncan becomes suspicious of Kara's agenda. Also, Duncan becomes interested in Anne Lindsay, the doctor who treats Father Stephen. <laughs> Meanwhile, Charlie takes an interest in Mara, a young woman who's helping Karos with his cause. Also, no well, Richie. I hope that, that Richie points out to Duncan that he shouldn't get with this lady because he can't have a relationship because he's immortal. <laughs> exactly. So get out of here. Uh, That's what well, I hope anyway. Hmm. This will be an episode, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like this will be an episode. Yes. It also seems like there's a lot of things going on that I don't know if any of them seem to go together. <laughs> um, but- all right. Well, I guess we'll save that till next time. Mm-hmm. 
Guys, anything else about this episode of Highlander? Line of Fire? Like, why the fuck is it named that? I don't know. (laughs) Why shouldn't it be called... Why can't it be called... That's not my baby! (laughs) Oh, God, I would love that that title. That would be a great title. Hey, that's not my baby! (laughs) Yeah, I'd love it if it was called that. (laughs) Nope, we got Line... Line of fire, which just but, like, will not ever in a connect. Line of fire. No. It's like, like, like the guy murders a lot of people, and then he like, yeah, I, yeah, that doesn't work. No line of fire. This is a. This could literally be um, called the title that you came up with, something completely different, Brad, a while ago, which was "Oh No, Babies." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh no, Definitely. baby! Oh no, babies! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, that would make Why isn't it called sense. that? <laughs> like, come on. Who's uh, the title? Okay. Shocked at Richie's Furniture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it could be called Who's Fancy Now? <laughs> I mean, it, you get that immortal money. Like, I'm telling you, like, as soon as you get immortality, like, you get, like, a fucking, like, black Amex card or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so weird. Richie's a real fancy uh, pants now. Yep, for real. I guess we're out then, guys. Uh, Bye. Goodbye. That's not my baby! (laughs) Oh no, babies! Thanks for listening. If you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via notscott at reactionary-sass.com on facebook.com slash groups slash notscott and at NotQuiteScott on Twitter. Call the SAS line, 321-710-4947. Our other podcast and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sass.com. 